Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Harry Wicks right to the last. Deli Ali. Lanella. To Dombele. Hugo Lloris. And he saved it. And the ball. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping safe and well out there. We are back for instant reaction as Tottenham Hotspur advance to the group stages of Europe's competition. And we're absolutely delighted to be providing you, like I say, with instant reaction to Spurs advancing. Please have back alongside me. I've got Lee McQueen in the house. Lee, how are you? Yeah, really well, mate. Thank you. Uh, fantastic week. Um, and uh, hope everyone's safe and well. And uh, yeah, for another phenomenal win. Seven goals, um, two conceded. That's just normal now for Tottenham, isn't it? But uh, so much for Jose parking the bus. It's uh, it's uh, it's a lovely bus, isn't it? With seven goals. It's an open top bus, Lee. It's one, hopefully, fingers crossed. It really is, mate. I've, I think it's got... Uh, exactly right, mate. I think it's got... Uh, Open top bus written all over it in a, in, in a couple of months' time. Fingers crossed there's enough room to put those four trophies on by the end of it. Let's come round to Chris Cowling, who absolutely loves his trophies. He's been telling us they've been coming. Chris, they're surely on now, aren't they? They've got to be coming now. Come on, seven goals at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium tonight. A hat-trick from Harry Kane. We're through to the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup, playing Stoke City while Arsenal have drawn Manchester City. Oh. It's fantastic. What a, what a fantastic week it's been. Yeah, it has been a great week, hasn't it? It's been a great, great week on the last one on Spurs, especially when you're having to do instant reaction. It's lovely to be talking about wins. And that brings me nicely next to Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Jay, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Had a pretty good Thursday evening. See my team score seven goals, reach the group stages of the Europa League, get a nice draw in the Carabao Cup, and it finally looks like we've got more than one striker. So, um, yeah, pretty successful evening. It hasn't been bad at all, Jay, has it? Hasn't been bad at all. We are closing in on a striker. We'll bring that up later in the show. 
But let's get right into it because, let's be honest about it, that game coming round to you, League to start things off, it was very Sunday League vibes about Maccabi Haifa, but it's job done for Tottenham. It felt arduous at times, but we are into the Europa League group stages. What did you make of the performance and the result, Lee? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you can't grumble at any of that, can you? I mean, yeah, Sunday League at some point, they did like a shot on them for sure, didn't they? <laughs> and there's no doubt about that. But again, you know, looking at tonight again, we had 22 attempts, 12 of them or 13 of them on target again tonight. We scored seven goals. Um, we asked um, before the match to be clinical. We were clinical tonight. Harry Kane scores a hat-trick. I mean, the guy is just, I, I'm, I'm lost for words with the bloke. I mean, he's just, I just, he's Harry Kane the end, right? It's just, he's just awesome. Uh, I thought the Celso had uh, played, played well. Um, got a couple of goals as well. I thought Delhi coming off, off the bench and an outrageous skill to win the penalty. Um, good for him. Hopefully that gives us some confidence as well. So uh, nothing really to complain about. A worldie as well uh, that beat Joe Hart. A ridiculous, two ridiculous penalties, um, which I'm sure we'll get into. But, you know, the reality is that J- Joe Hart actually made some really good saves. They had a really good workout tonight. Um, and, you know, in a, in a, you know, on a different day, maybe we could have conceded more goals. But I'm not going to complain about the defence when at the other end of the pitch we're scoring seven. So uh, long may that continue. That's very true. You know, it's funny that beforehand we were saying about how we're struggling to score goals at the very start of the week. Now we can't stop scoring. I know, again, you can only beat the opposition true. that's in front of you. I know that's obviously a very clear point to make. The thing is, Rick, you've got you've got to look at this. You've got Sonny to come back in the side. You've got, yep. uh, you know, you've got Gareth Bale. We're not even talking about <laughs> Gareth Bale. I can't even believe mad. it. I'm Do you know what's funny, Lee? I've got to ask you, just on Bale, is it not weird seeing him back in a Spurs kit? <laughs> It's just, it's just, it doesn't feel real, does it? It's just unbelievable. It's not he even must be watching this in the stand. I know, yeah. he must be watching in the stand and thinking, hang on, did I sign for Tottenham or did I sign for Real Madrid? Because, <laughs> you know, we're baffling goals with left, right and centre. It's just, it's fantastic. So, yeah, yeah re- re- amazing, amazing night, mate. It was, wasn't it? It was fantastic. And Jamie, coming around to you, I've got to say, you know, listen, forget maybe the opposition to a degree, but score seven goals, Jay. You know, we were actually complaining a couple of weeks ago that we just can't see where Spurs are creating these chances. There's not enough fluidity in attack. Now we've got a striker very, very close to signing. I mean, Jay, I don't want to get too excited, but I am going to get a bit excited. The future looks really bright, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you think of the other players that, that are yet to come back into the team. Of course, you've got Sun, Bale. So there is a huge amount to be excited about this team now. And I think as, as, we've, as we've seen, you know, the last few days, we've had a very tricky schedule handed to us. But I think now we're starting to build a much better rounded team and, uh, and uh, squad even. Um, I know Jose Mourinho, of course, he said before the window, he wanted a better rounded squad and it looks as though he's finally getting it. You know, we've sort of put up two different teams over the last couple of days and we've managed to advance in, in both competitions. So that's something that's really nice now and that's really promising. Of course, we're going to have lots more games. We're in all these competitions now because we're advancing. So, you know, we're going to need that squad and, um, that's what excites me the most with the, with the number of options. You look at the fullbacks, you know, we've got two strong fullbacks on either side now. You've got a whole host of attacking options. Hopefully, we're going to have one more central defender come into the club and to add to the likes of Sanchez, Dyer, Alderweireld, Tanganga. So, yeah, plenty to be excited about in terms of that squad. And, you know, tonight was really nice. It was a, obviously a great attitude to keep going and get those seven goals. And, of course, you know, you've got Harry Kane absolutely outstanding and you just see he obviously should have come off maybe a bit earlier but that's Harry Kane for you you know wanted that match ball he always wants to score um, and yeah fantastic performance from the majority of the boys I think um, definitely a big shout has to go to Joe Hart I think that you know he, he obviously 
there was times when he was, you know, he wasn't having to do a great deal, but when he was called upon, he did a great job, and and that's what we've brought him in for. So, I was pleased with his performance, and yeah, very very professional job that we've done tonight. I think that yes, the opposition I think did make it quite easy for us, but overall I think very happy, and uh, yeah, it's obviously a nice amount of money we've just guaranteed ourselves. Uh, getting into the group stages. So, yeah, very good. And that should help Jay on the scrim rod, will you tell us, yeah? Fingers crossed. I hope so. That would be very nice. That would be very nice. <laughs> Not that we're holding you to that at all, but you have promised us that hopefully <laughs> that extra bit of money should help on that deal, which we understand, again, there's a bit of a difference in valuation there between what Intervalue, scrim are at and what Tottenham do. Again, with the window as it is, closing on Monday, be interesting to see over the weekend if there's any momentum now. Again, that does affect that deal. Chris, coming round to you. Chris, it's been such a positive week as a Tottenham fan. Your passion that you always show for this team, you must be absolutely delighted by what's been a crazy four to five days in which we were so down and deflated after Newcastle. But we're going into this Man United game really on a high, aren't we? Huge high. This has been an absolutely fantastic week. It's without doubt the, the best week of Jose Mourinho's era at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club to date. You know, um, he was talking at the, uh, you know, after the Newcastle game about he doesn't think that he can compete in the Carabao Cup. We beat Chelsea on Tuesday night. You know, this fantastic win today. Um, there is huge competition now for places, which uh, Jamie's right. A, a fantastic attitude from the players tonight. Um, but the amount of chances that we are creating, when you think back to those last nine games of uh, last season's Premier League season. Remember Bournemouth away, 102 minutes we played. We didn't even have a shot on target. And now the chances that we are creating in every single game, you know, the Newcastle game, we should have scored a hatful today. We've scored seven. But in actual fact, we could have scored 14, 15 goals tonight. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, Ben Davis tonight, you know, I've got to give a, a special shout out for him because, you know, going forward, he, cre he created, uh, you know, great chances. He, he, he made the um, two of the first three goals. Uh, for Harry Kane and Giovanni Lo Celso, you know, fantastic for him. Um, Joe Hart had a, had a great performance in the Tottenham shirt today, although I thought Hugo Lloris was going to play. Um, but since the opening day of the Premier League season, losing that game at home to Everton 1-0, you know, Tottenham are now unbeaten in the last six. You know, it's a really, really good spell for Tottenham. And when you think, and what a weird stat this is, and we, we spoke about this um, off air. 1st of October 2020, we have just won 7 2 at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in European competition. A year ago today, in 2019, we lost 7 2 at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. You couldn't write this sort of stuff, could you? The, the difference of what a year makes. But this is a, a fantastic period. Um, you know, this has been, been a fantastic week for Spurs and long may it continue. And we've now got to. Uh, go into the Manchester United game with huge, huge confidence and get the three points at Old Trafford on Sunday because, um, you know, some could argue that is the biggest test for us so far um, this season and uh, what a huge plus it would be to get the three points there and then go into the international break. I totally agree. It's actually funny because when we were facing Man United before in the build-up to Old Trafford, obviously Mourinho came in, we actually made a very decent start under him and I think that was what's you know, a lot of fans were kind of thinking that the big test was going to be coming at Old Trafford against Manchester United. And we're going to come on to Manchester United a bit later on. 
but it will be interesting to see if we've kind of learned the wrongs of last season, how we go on and approach that game. But ahead of this game against Maccabi Haifa, we saw Alderweireld and Steven Bergwijn, the only survivors from Tuesday's 11 from that winning penalty shootout against Chelsea. I think what that squad did show tonight was Mourinho's desired forward and centre-half. If they come in, my God, what impressive depth we're going to have Deli Ali was back in the squad and on the bench. Jose Muno said ahead of the game, I am always tempted to play players who work hard, and Deli is one of these. I have respect for him. He's working very hard. My first change today will be Deli. He's fresh and we will need him. And he kept to his word. Delhi did come on and score. And we're going to bring it on to Delhi a bit later on. But Spurs, from the very moment, Lee, we look sharp very early often. Lovely little exchange of passes between Davis and Bergvine. The former crosses perfectly for Kane to tap home. And it was, Lee, the perfect start. And another fast start, Lee, to a game what we've been crying out for. Yeah, I mean, we always say, don't we, uh, you know, we're rolling on the crazy train. But when you start like a train, it always puts you on the front foot. Jason, you know, obviously one of our own, he always says start on the front foot. And it's so it's so obvious. Um, I think, you know, even under Potticino, to, to, to bring him back into the fray, so you know, for a good six, six, seven years now, you know, he always used to say, didn't he, I can tell how my team's going to play in the first minute of, of, of them playing or whatever, first 30 seconds. And, and I think, you know, we can do that. As soon as you get on a front foot and start like a train, you, you know where you're going to go. I mean, two minutes in, Kane's on the score sheet. Wonderful uh, a bit of play with, um, with Bergie and Davis uh, down the left-hand side. A great ball in and Kane's cause. And you think, here we go. Uh, we're, we're on one. And, and, and rightly so, because Maccabee Haifa set up with five at the back, four in front of them and just one. And they were going to run in, in behind where some space might be or whatever it might be, get on the break. But they were there to defend. And two minutes in, their game plan's gone. Uh, to be fair to them, they, they did start to take the game to us. However, um, you know, it's like you say, it's so, it's so important to start, start well. And that's, I think that's what fr- frustrates us, uh, us fans when you see that you've got that ability. Even against Chelsea, you know, we sat up you know, in, in the week and I was quite critical of the first 20 minutes. I just thought that we sat back so deep just waiting for them to, to kind of attack us with the whole low block scenario. In the second half, when we came out, we were on the front foot, fast, rapid, you know, uh, putting them under pressure and pressing. And, and we were by far the better team uh, uh, in the second half. And we went through. And, and again, we started really fast. And, and, and today we scored seven. So it's really important, Mick, isn't it, to get on that front foot and, and have a go. And um, you know, I think we can do that. I, I think now with a squad that we've got, um, with the players that we've got, and hopefully, as you said, a couple more to come in. I think we can do that of all of the teams. Go, go and have a go. Is it, if you, you know, we've, yeah. we've got the firepower now to score, like we've just scored seven, to go and score kind of two, three, four goals or whatever. So, you know, you, look, the defence isn't great yet. And hopefully now, getting through, as Jamie will probably update us during the show, that Scrimwell will come in now that we've got, a, um, we've got through uh, um, into the Europa League proper. Um, and and that will bolster the defence because there is a couple of uh, there's still a couple of mistakes in there. Of I mean, course, I know yeah. you'll come on to a worldy goal that they scored, but mm. Davison and Sanchez, what are you doing? You know, you got you got the ball there, you got the whole green pitch in front of you, and you pass it to a McAvoy Haifa player. Uh, you know, across you know a, a hospital ball most, and it, it's them little things that uh, I, I think we said in here before. You know, we, we, we're tr- we're um, we're trying to get rid of them mistakes now, and the, the, the mistakes are, are getting fewer and fewer, but they're still there. And they yeah. are the key things, like some some passes, some weak passes, some some passes that are not on. I, I don't know what it is. It feels like to me sometimes that they want to make a 
um, uh, a complicated pass, Rick, rather than the easier pass. I'm not saying go backwards and sideways, but sometimes they want to go through the eye of a needle pass or this this long raking diagonal ball that Toby and Dyer are trying to do all the time. And, and actually, sometimes that pass isn't on. And I think there should be a little bit more patience in, uh, in their build-up. And that's where mistakes come. But but other than that, you know, like like you said, you know, I think we're one or two uh, players away from really starting to believe here. I mean, Spurs fans, I, I rally quite this the other day on the pod, and I'm rallying it again. Start believing. Like, we, we, we can do something this season, no, no doubt about it. Yep, totally agree. We've got loads of listener questions in here, loads of statements. I promise we'd read them out and we're going to write now. Brock at Stunning Spurs says, Feels like it's been ages since we've seen a Harry Kane score a hat-trick for Spurs. Many more to come. Lucas and Bergvine, excellent. Lo Celso, unreal. Delhi's skill to win that penalty was different gravy. Great stuff from Spurs in N17. Bring on United. G Flow at G underscore Flow82 says, Unsure on the details of the Europa League regulations, but surely it makes sense to just give us the trophy now. Now, saves us loads of bother. Peter Robinson at Pete Moss E says, What a week. Massive wins and a new striker to come, fingers crossed. With this crazy handball rule, it makes every game a banana skin and the results so unpredictable. Scary when it comes to knockout matches, surely. The mighty Spurs have survived the crazy spell. This team is cranking it up. Taylor underscore Worthy says, Are we finally starting to show Jose Mourinho's mentality? That was thought out of this squad. Seems like we're on a faster trainer to some silverware with how the lads keep on performing. So there you go, some statements coming in there. Chris, coming round to you. Harry Kane, 21st goal of the season now under Jose Mourinho. Ironically as well, we saw Ben Davis's first assist in 378 days, a double assist for Ben Davis. But Kane, also on this point, Chris, very rarely the most advanced Spurs player and that was the most crazy thing he spends most of his time as a number 10 with Lucas and Bergwijn running ahead I mean it's fascinating Chris isn't it Kane he plays such a variety of different roles but ends up scoring a hat-trick it's unbelievable I I just don't know what else we can say about Harry Kane Um, you know he's he's done it all he's got it all Um, he's just you know absolutely superb you know he scores goals he sets them up Uh, he works just so hard for the team um, and that's why I bang on about trophies all the time, because someone like him should have trophies at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Um, but I, I've run out of things, Rick, to say about him because, you know, he's just one of the best. He's a, he's a legend. He's a living legend at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. And I just hope that he gets the uh, the goal scoring record, you know, bypassing Jimmy Greaves because he deserves it. You know, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Absolutely superb. He is, isn't he? He's just an absolutely incredible footballer. Now, like Lee mentioned, Jamie, to bring it around to you, the visitors equalised with a quite simply wonderful goal. There will be that argument that there wasn't enough pressure from Spurs on Cherry, and it was just an absolute cracker of a goal. Brilliant equaliser, but I do feel, you know, Jay, you know, it was a great hit, but we were far too lax in closing him down. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. I think Lee was, you know, spot on this. There's still slight errors in this team and and kind of moments where we will allow the opposition chances. And I think in, you know, you look at Jose Mourinho's teams in the past, they're renowned for being very difficult to break down. They don't like um, having the opposition have chances. And I think that tonight, although yes, you know, we have won emphatically, you know, we want to try and make ourselves that team that's very difficult to beat. And, um, you know, so I'm sure that Jose Mourinho and his coaching staff will go away and analyse that. Um, that's where I do feel a, a new central defender is needed. You know, I feel as though there is someone that does need to come into this team and and really kind of be a, someone that's going to be a leader. 
Um, I mentioned on the last pod, you know, you saw the kind of the impact that Van Dijk had coming into that team. Now, obviously, I'm not suggesting that a player of that stature will come to Spurs, but, you know, we need someone in the defence that can kind of have that sort of impact. But it was frustrating and there were still sloppy moments in, you know, in that first um, 20 minutes or so. I think the Celso had some sloppy moments and that has been frustrating. I think we saw the same against Chelsea in that first half. There were some very disappointing moments, but... Look, you know, obviously now we're on that stage if we want to win trophies, we want to be one of the best teams. So, you know, we want to eliminate those mistakes from our game. And hopefully if we can bring in a new central defender, then that might go a long way to kind of organising um, organizing the defence better um, and, and allowing the opposition less chances. But um, yeah, look, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think we should focus on it too much because obviously in the end we've won pretty emphatically tonight. It's a point, Jay, though, you mentioned, though, isn't it, that defensively we're still a little bit concerning to watch. And coming around to you, Lee, I mean, just on the defence, you know, Sanchez, he got told off by Jose Mourinho, as you actually brought up in the first half, for a really sloppy moment and got caught ball-watching a few times. Alavira, to be fair to him, had a crucial sliding change to stop a big chance early on. The better of the central duo in that night, but that's not saying too much on, let's be honest about it, a real shaky night for this defence. And again... Had a lot of questions on the defence. This one, Lee, is yeah. from, let's go to Edward Hoggersane, who says, are the panel concerned by the fact that we cannot keep a clean sheet? Obviously, the penalty decision was farcical and the other goal was a worldie, but we need to avoid making individual errors when we go deeper into multiple competitions. And I'm sure you agree on that point. Yeah, I think, I think it's a good point, Edward. Uh, what I would say, though, is, uh, like I said at the top of the show, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna criticise the team tonight for for letting in two goals when we scored seven. I think there's a balance here. You know, if Jose had come out to keep a clean sheet tonight and park the bus, how much uh, you know, how much outrage would there have been? So you know, we we want to play expansive attacking football, which we've got. And you know, and, and Edward said it himself. It was a joke of a penalty, and it was a weldy. Um, that that you know. <laughs> Outside of that, it would have been a clean sheet, wouldn't it? You know, they, they had a lot of pot shots outside the area. And I think that's the bit that worries me, like I just said about Davison. But the other thing is as well is that there was a, at least four times I counted where they, uh, I think it was Fanny. Eh? I think it was Fanny that got into the, uh, got into the, the yeah, exactly. <laughs> got into the, the, the space. I'll tell you what, I tell, he won't be touching his crotch anymore, will he? No, he won't be he touching won't. his Fanny anymore. Um, <laughs> You had to get that Harry one in there, McQueen. You had to I, get I that one I think, in. I think I think Harry Kane's touching his uh, touching oh. his fanny. But uh, no, I <laughs> mean the there ball. was a lot of space, wasn't there? There was a lot of space in that kind of in their kind of number ten type role. And you know, at least four times that they had a pot shot around it. And Joe Hart made some brilliant saves. I thought he played really well tonight. A really good workout for him. But the the worrying point is, and we're going back to Edward's point, is that why didn't somebody look at that the second time? It, okay, it's happened the first time. But the second time it happens, it shouldn't be happening. It definitely shouldn't be happening the third or fourth time. Do you know what I mean? Somebody should have been picking up that space. But I don't want to be too harsh on them because we scored seven the other end. Um, you know, it was it was never in doubt in, in, in our mind. And, and actually, again, it shows character. You know, they equalised with the worldy like Plod did or Rodney did the other week. Mm. Um, and, uh, and and we come back straight away. You know, I think that it, there was no nervous moments in that, in that game tonight at all, was there, Lent? No, you're right. And Chris, just on that point there, you know, it's interesting. We've got a question here from Steve Cold, Steve Bergvine at TrickSpark7, who says, do you think Joe Hart will ever concede normal goals this season or just absolute long-range stunners, a rocket? Well, he had no chance of that, did he? I don't no. think most goalkeepers in the Premier League would have saved that. It was a, an absolutely fantastic goal. But, you know, Joe, Joe Hart played well today. Um, 
you know, what what chance did he have? It's uh, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. And then the, the one against, um, you know, the other one in the Europa League, absolutely crazy again. Um, you know, you can't do anything about them. But we did concede a lot of chances. That does worry me as a Tottenham fan. I know we scored seven, um, but, the you know, on another day, if we were playing a top-class team, um, we conceded a lot of chances tonight. So that is something to be uh, wary of. But small steps. We are going in the right direction. Jose Mourinho has turned it around. Um, we are scoring a lot of goals at the other end. So as long as we're scoring more than we're conceding, um, you know, I'm sure Jose Mourinho will sort out the defence. And, you know, I know we keep saying it if if we did sign a, um, a centre-back in this transfer window, you know, there's only four days to go. Um, then, you know, we can heavily improve in the defensive area. Chris, sticking with you, Spurs back on top. Lucas Moura headed in Stephen Bergvine's corner in the net to make it 2-1. Great delivery from Bergvine, to be fair to him. Um, two goals in two starts now for Lucas Moura, Chris. You know, a player that I know amongst Spurs on social media really, really divides opinion. And I think you can't question his work rate, his work ethic, quality, final and product. Yep, I mean, they're always up for debate. What have you made of Lucas Moura? Will he still be in your team for the weekend? Oh, definitely. He, he likes really? to play against Amy. Well, yeah, playing, yeah? Um, I really like Lucas Moura. He, he does work extremely hard for the team. Um, you know, he must have been the smallest player on the pitch today and he got up and, and got that header. And it amazes me every single time that I watch Lucas Moura, the amount of headers that he does win. Um, you know, I think that he's, his end product and his end game could be a lot better at times. Um, but I think that Jose Mourinho is a really big fan of Lucas Moura. And uh, I think that he will play him in his team, you know, whenever he can. And there's always that kind of, again, question about Lucas. You know, that following product, like you mentioned there, Chris, is it good enough? And especially if there's an outside chance that Son is fit, I would be absolutely amazed, like I say, if Son is actually available to play, if there's any possible way. I'd be surprised if Lucas keeps his place in the team. But we'll come on to that maybe later on with the Man United prediction. We've got absolutely so much to cover here. So we're going to talk about Lo Celso because coming back around to you, Jamie, Lo Celso curled in Spurs' third to make it 3-1. Lovely, lovely finish from him after Lucas Moura's header was blocked. And Lo Celso again, Jay, really, really rising here as a player. I mean, he looks like he's getting better and better with every game of Spurs yet, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it was nice to see him get a goal because, or two even um, because I think that's something that he's kind of missed from his game at the moment. And although we've seen so much quality in terms of his passing, his you know his ability to bring the ball forward, I think that that's just something that's missing from his game at the moment. Just some more goals and assists. And tonight, you know, he obviously despite the opposition, you know, it was nice to see him get those two goals. And yeah, he's he's a guy that does seem to be getting better. Um, you know, you just hope that he can try and keep keep away from those injuries. Obviously, we know he's had injuries with the, the groin issue and the hip injury. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed he can stay, avoid avoid that. And then you've got a really, really solid midfield there. I know, obviously, Tongi and Dombele as well is looking better. So, again, you know, I mentioned earlier about our options. Well, look, central midfield's now becoming a real strong place. You've got the Celso, you've got Ndombele, you've got Hoybier. So there's plenty, you know, there's some real class options there now. So um, that's an area I'm really excited for. And the Celso, yeah, really, really pleased for him tonight. He's got two and hopefully, you know, confidence to go and get some more in the Premier League. I think he's still waiting for that goal in the Premier League. So 
I'm sure it will come soon. And, and tonight's definitely would have given him confidence. Yeah, 100%. And then we saw, coming back round to you, Lee, Kane to a pass through and Lacelso dinking it over the advancing goalkeeper. With those two goals, Lacelso has doubled his Spurs tally for that night. And again, lovely, cute finish. Really, really cute finish from Kane's pass to make it 4-1. And I think at that point, you know, some of us were feeling we maybe home and dry, maybe take Kane off, already start thinking about Man United, which we you know didn't do. But I have to give a special mention on this podcast because Chris really kind of tried to remind me earlier this evening, so thanks for this, Chris. Ben Davis, Lee. You know, to be fair to him, he knows that he has got a tough task on his hands now with Regulon's arrival and the debut he had as he looked to attack from the start. And to be fair, you know, I've got to say, Davis, you know, setting up Kane just after 93 seconds, then teeing up the Celso for his first, and he might also just claim a third assist as well if that cross had hit an arm to give Spurs Middle a penalty. penalty as well. I mean, his defending mm, was the best sure. probably out the back four, I mean, is it all what we always say, Lee, about this Spurs side, that if you give a player genuine competition, and to be fair, probably we're going to know Regulon will be ahead of him in the pecking order, is it what Davis has been crying out for in a way? Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, Cesc can probably uh, count himself a little bit unlucky for, for where, where his top career is at at the moment. Um, and he could have been potentially uh, some genuine competition for Davis, but we, we know that Jose thinks he, he's going to play further up the pitch and probably going to go out on loan. So, you know, last week was, uh, against Chelsea, we said, I thought Sergio Ray played well. He's now got genuine competition with Doherty there. Um, and all of a sudden, he's, you know, he's, I say all of a sudden, he played, he's played actually quite well under Jose in, uh, um, since Jose's come into the club, actually, Sergio Ray. I think with Davis, I think, I think we all forget as fans that we think that these, these uh, you know, supreme Premier League uh, players and athletes are, you know, they can just turn it on whenever they like. And, you know, he, he had a pretty horrific injury um, back the last season, didn't he, when Jose first took over against West Ham and then uh, then come back from that. And I, I wonder if things like injuries make, uh, you know, I don't know, like they play on the back of your mind. Do you know what I mean? And you know, he's had a really long run of games now, Ben Davies. And like you say, now he's got, he's seen Sir, um, Sergio Reguilin coming to the side. And he was brilliant the other night. And all of a sudden, his, his performance must have gone up 5%, 5%, 10%. And at this level, we always say fine margins. So 5% increase is going to give you a lot. I, what, the only thing I'd say about Ben Davis again, is a little bit like um, Davison Sanchez, he does give the ball away in weird scenarios sometimes. And, and, I, and I do think that he played well tonight. But I do think that he still gives some lackluster balls away. Uh, the two, the two um, uh, assists that he played, uh, the, the balls he played in for the assist were excellent and obviously for the penalty as well uh, from a going forward but again looking from a defensively perspective sometimes you get the ball and they're, and they're playing pass and it's just I mean I'm being ultra critical here but it's just a little bit short do you know what I mean Mick? it's not right on the money it's just a little bit short it gives the, the other player uh, a little bit more to do and therefore you know the press can then come on you so again being ultra critical but look fair play to him but I think you know it's, t- it's tough to, to say this to Ben because he's been a brilliant servant for Spurs and he's, you know, like you always say, dependable. But uh, Sergio's going to have that spot all day long. Um, so he's got his work cut out to be first choice now. No, I, listen, I, I agree with what you're saying. Listen, ben Davis, I mean, I've said it so many times on this podcast and I sound like a broken record, but Jamie, he's always been reliable, dependable. And it's funny because I say, you know, the way he did operate in that first half, you know, two assists within 36 minutes. I mean, Jay, it's almost if you know, he knows, Jay, there's a new left-back that's come in that's very attacking, looking to take his place. It's almost like his performance just went up a level in that game. Again, opposition, you can't get carried away. Um, but is Ben Davis still very much part of your plans as a squad player, I, was, I would assume, Jay? 
Yeah, hundred percent. And as we know, you know, these these we've got so many competitions to play, and you know that competition is really welcomed in the squad. I think we've even seen it with with Serge Aurier. Obviously, Doherty's come in and done a good job, and he's clearly Jose Mourinho's favoured him as kind of the first choice. Now, when we've seen Aurier, he's really raised his game, and it feels as though hopefully on the other side, Ben Davis is going to try and do the same. And yeah, it was I thought it was a solid performance from tonight, and and that's what you get from Davis. You've obviously got someone who is more defensively assured. Um, and, and that's something that I'm interested to see how, how Jose Mourinho plays it. I think with Doherty, he obviously is a guy who gets forward a lot. Um, he's obviously renowned for playing that wing-back role that he did at Wolves. And then, of course, you've got Regulon, who's a very good attacking fullback. So it'll be interesting to see how Jose Mourinho manages that and whether he decides to sometimes go with Ben Davis when he goes with Doherty or, um, and, then, and then maybe changes it up. Um, with with Orient and and Regulon, but that'd be interesting to see how he does manage that. But yeah, it's obviously I think great competition um, on either side of those fullbacks. And yeah, if you maybe look at our two first choices now, Doherty and, and Regulon, I think that that's you know that's really exciting, really exciting. Chris, coming around to you, so you have your chance on Ben Davis. Bearing in mind you wanted to give me a little reminder earlier. He had to wait 378 days for an assist and then makes two in the same game. You know, he's registered as many assists in his opening 36 minutes as he's done in his previous two seasons combined. Chris, for you, decent squad player now, Ben. Is he anything more than just that at the moment? I love it how you have to get in the 378 days and then call him a squad player. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, honestly, on, listen, I like Ben. Listen, Chris, I like him, but he's not... Chris, I like him, but let's be honest between me and you, right? Let's be honest about it. Is Ben Davis good enough to take Tottenham, you know, for a title challenge? If that's where we all want to be, I love Ben. Listen, he's always been loyal. He's always given us a six or seven out of ten. But um, if we're being honest, you know, we're hoping Regulon is going to be that step up that we've all wanted him to be. Mm. Well, I think the the competition is the key here, and and Tottenham now have strength uh, in depth in you know every position uh, possible apart from striker which hopefully you know we will get this deal over the line in the next couple of days and and the announcement will come out but i think that is the difference now jose mourinho has brought in players um and now the competition is fierce you know players are having to step up they are having to give 110% in every single game and like jamie said i hope that you know tottenham will progress in all of these cup competitions so there will be many many games throughout the whole of the season and every single player in Jose Mourinho's squad, who he wants to be in the squad, will get their chances. Uh, but it is very, very important when these players do get their chance that they grab it with both hands and, and uh, you know, and give the performance of their life. And it just seems that in the past 48 hours, we've seen at the Chelsea game and we've seen tonight, you know, every single player is taking their chance. Even Deli Ali, come on, you know, won the penalty, scored the penalty. Um, you know, Tongi on Dombele, he's turned his game around. You know, every single player seems to be turning their game around at the moment. And uh, that's that's what's making it really exciting. You know, we're scoring goals. We're looking good. Every player, you know, individual performance, you know, they're, they're, they're stepping up. And that is what is so exciting as a Tottenham fan at the moment, uh, watching all of this develop and, you know, most importantly, getting us results. Listen, I'm, I'm going to say one thing here just to make it very clear. Listen, Ben Davis was great. He was great against Maccabi Haifa. But listen, um, I honestly think Regulon coming in, the competition that will give Ben is exactly what he's going to be after. And to be fair, 
We've got so many games to come, and Ben Davis will feature this season, especially now with the Europa League. Listen, we want to go find the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, the Premier League. There's going to be so many games for him. So, like I say, there'll be plenty of opportunities for Ben Davis. Giovanni Lo Celso, talk about players waiting for goals and waiting for assists. He waited 261 days for a goal. Then he also scores twice in the same game. And, you know, again, decent performance from the Celso. Sent a shot into the side netting very early on in that first half after making a great signing challenge before taking the ball into his stride. Scored his first with a lovely cunning effort after Davis teed him up. Then dinked a delightful finish over the goalkeeper to, you know, for him, really, really cap off a decent display. Taken off at half-time to save him for Sunday. We are going to go for a very quick break. When we return, we will be discussing Delhi's display Bergvine keeping on going in terms of the work rate he's offering us. Hoybier with another solid performance and Manchester United to come. Clinical Kane. Do not go anywhere. We are back after this very, very short break. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train, and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello and welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. We are providing you with instant reaction to Tottenham advancing to the group stages of the Europa League after defeating Maccabi Haifa 7-2. 7-2 on the same night, ironically, as Chris Cowling mentioned at the start of this show, that we lost to Bayern Munich a year ago. Isn't it crazy just what happens football in a year? Honestly, absolutely incredible. Jamie, let's come round to you because, again... Handball drama in a Tottenham game, like we haven't had enough of it in this past seven days. Penalty for the visitors for a Doherty handball. Again, looked an incredibly harsh one. And it's just amazing, isn't it? We've had two ludicrous penalty decisions in four days. Beyond a joke, and we didn't again see Doherty, I feel for him, penalised for the second time this season. I thought he was so unfortunate to actually give it away, Jay, because again, he couldn't do anything. His arm was by his side. Other than that, really, you know, was tested down his flank. But, you know, from his perspective, I think, again, a, a decent performance from Doherty. It's going to take him time. But what do you make yeah. of this whole rule at the moment, Jay? It really is ruining football, isn't it? Firstly, tonight, that decision was shocking because if you see his, his body, you know, his arm is very close to his body. So, firstly, absolutely nothing he can do. Secondly, I think he's done the right thing. He's kept his um, hands close to his body. And I think the, t- the typical thing is, is that there's no VAR tonight because you could have done with VAR tonight because I think... That, that it's now a bit, you know, you can give that sort of leeway when, when the player's arm is close to the body, um, the referee doesn't have to give it. So you tonight, it would have, you know, could have done with VAR. So it's just obviously typical that there was no VAR in action tonight. But yeah, and of course, I felt the, um, you know, the penalty for us was even more bizarre because I think that was even less of a penalty. It just seemed as though the referee had kind of decided, look, I've given one poor decision at the other end. I've kind of got to make up for it. And you see that he kind of takes a bit of time to think about it. Um, but then, yeah, on, on Doherty, I was, you know, I was relatively pleased. I've been very t- relatively pleased with how he's done so far. I think that there always, always going to be that, um, you know, he's got to adapt to kind of that new role. Obviously, at Wolves, he was playing as a wing back. He had three central defenders covering for him. So it is a new role. And um, I think he's also had time to try and get fit, uh, to try and get back up to speed as well. Of course, he finished... Um, his season later with Wolves um, due to their 
um, being in, them being in the Europa League last year. So obviously he had less of a pre-season, but you know, he's coming in and I think he's done a, a, a good job. You know, as I said, he's, he's still adjusting, but I think he's doing well and hopefully over time he'll continue to get better to that role, that new right-back role that maybe he's playing. Maybe he'll get some opportunities to play as a wing-back as well. Um, but so far, yeah, so far, so good with uh, Doherty. I've been happy with how he's done. Lee, this was an absolute crazy kind of 10, 12 minutes we saw because then Spurs got a handball decision of their own. This one looked a little bit more legit. Davies with the cross this time. A hatchet of a sister. <laughs> Nothing, legit about, Nothing but, legit about that. Nothing legit about that. Well, I don't know. It Lee, Lee honest, yeah, again, when you look at it, both teams, you know, we'll have be been awarded a yeah. penalty. Please under the law that was brought in to simplify the handball for the VAR era. But VAR, it wasn't even in use in this game. So even if VAR was in use, it probably would have overturned the handball that have only been given because of VAR in the first place. So seeing as penalties are now kind of it's 10 crazy. a penny, Does, we, might as well let, we might as well let every team lads, have VAR football. What do you make of this whole decision? For sure. It's a joke, mate. I think that you know. I think he's just proving that it's not VAR; it's the actual handball rule. The rule is the issue, not that not the actual technology. Um, clearly, because technology, as you just said, is not even in play tonight. Um, the lad, the, the defender, right? He had his he had his arms so close to himself, almost across his midriff, right? He couldn't have put them anywhere else. And Davies just smacked the ball in front of him, and he and he got a penalty was given. I mean. Obviously, it was against, uh, you know, it was for us. So you kind of go, oh, yeah, that's fine. But it weren't. It was an utter joke. And it was the same for the for the Doherty penalty as well. I mean, he, he had his arms down by his side. He didn't have them behind him. Uh, he, he can't chop his arms off. He has to have them there. And all it's done is just hit his, his arm. His, his arm was so solid, it wasn't even flamming around. You know what I mean? It wasn't fla- flaying. It was stuck to the side of his body. And it, 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 it and it's a penalty. I mean, just... This ridiculous, utterly ridiculous rule. The problem that we're going to have is, you know, what after happened with uh, with Dyer with Newcastle, which was utter daylight robbery as well. And now the Premier League coming out saying, oh, we might relax the, um, you know, the rule, make it a bit more subjective or whatever for the Premier League. That's not going to help us in Europe, is it? Because regardless of what they're doing in the Premier League, Europe's still going to have them uh, them them handballs given. And I saw a stat actually the other day. I don't know if you saw it, you, uh, you guys or the listeners saw it on social media, whereby. Spain and Italy have had this rule into play uh, longer than what the Premier League have had. And, um, yeah, the amount of penalties being given away and uh, uh, handballs and whatever is like four or five times as much as it was last season in the Premier League. So, look, unless they change it, which they're saying they might, get used to it because we've had more penalties, I think, in the first few three games in the Premier League than we did in the whole of the last season. It's a ridiculous stat. So, it's it's here. I don't like it. It's ridiculous. But like tonight, it really felt like Jamie said. It really felt like that he he evened it up. It felt like the ref because he he took at least five seconds to give the Tottenham the penalty. Um, but you know, it, it, no harm done in the end. I can't remember what it was like. What was it, Rick? A couple of minutes in between them. Wasn't that long? Was it minutes in between them? Yeah, it was only minutes. It was but kind we might of as well. Out, didn't it? I mean, we might as well let every team in VAR football have a penalty to start each game if it carries on like this. The I mean, problem, it's exactly. Just the problem that you've got. It's I think madness. The biggest problem that you've got is that you're going to have, now have attacking players or tactics, and, and I can actually imagine Jose Mourinho doing this game. Go out there, and make sure you hit the ball at their arm. You know, and, and actually you start aiming for people's arms rather than actually aiming for the goal. I mean, I, you know, I, it's, that is a bit extreme, but come on, it's, you, you've got to change it. It's going to ruin the game. It's already ruined it. You've got to change it, in my opinion. Both the penalty decisions came because the players, 
you know, their arms being penalised. I mean, it was the most crazy, crazy couple of minutes. I mean, I don't know, Chris, what you think about this, but n- nothing they could do unless they both their arms removed, are they? Because they're <laughs> placed in unnatural positions. No. But this ridiculous rule change... Are the attackers, like Lisa mentions there, Chris, are they just going to keep hitting the ball at defenders and just appealing? Because, I mean, what, how do we resolve this, Chris? Absolutely. I think that I think Lee's totally right. Jose Mourinho will be in the changing room saying, well, if it's going to happen to us, you know, aim for their hands. And, and it's ridiculous because we're going to be playing football here. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a form of cheating. Even, even the other day um, after the Newcastle game, um, Spurs legend Mickey Hazard put out on Twitter, Saying you know if he was playing, he would just aim for for people's arms or hands. It's 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 very sad. It's sad for football. Um, but you can imagine Jose Mourinho. You know, having watched the Amazon documentary, you can imagine him saying, you know, let's play dirty now. Let's try and win penalties. But you know, the worrying thing is on Sunday we're playing Manchester United at Old Trafford. You know, how many penalties is Bruno Fernandez going to get with this stu- stupid new rule? So um, it's guaranteed, worrying. Didn't it, mate? Guaranteed. He's ruining football. I just wanted to say as well on 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 VAR and and kind of I remember on on the Tuesday game as well against Chelsea. Um, it's so nice when you score when your team scores that goal and there's no thought of is this going to be ruled out. So and that true. was so nice tonight. You know, yeah. you, you saw so the goals go in. Beautiful. You saw Harry Kane score. Yeah. Um, and you you're like it's a goal and it's and that, that <laughs> and it's not that it eliminates that worrying and that for me was was quite a nice thing tonight to not have that worrying. It's such a lovely point, scored. Jamie. Do you know what? I've actually forgot, right, Jay. Totally you know, I actually forgot totally, it was in existence. Yeah, exactly. I was still waiting to go VAR. You know, because it's in your mind, Jay. Oh, no. How about you? I was still exactly. waiting for it to come up. Totally. Exactly. That, that was really yeah, nice. Yeah, such I mean, a nice thing. Yeah. Exactly. Crazy, isn't it? You know, it was lovely, like you say, Jay. I think it's such an important point to make that, you know, even now, like I say, you know, for the moment, it not being involved, you know, it was fantastic. And one of those things I do want to point out is that we saw, um, coming around to you again, Chris, on this point, Joe Hart, Chris, screaming at every single one of his players at 5-2 up. And again, that really highlights why he was brought into this summer, because he is a proper leader. He pulled off an excellent save early on from Cherry, but could you know to stop the rocket that came from him, but saved another effort just before the break and made a full-length top-draw tip away early in that second half. Couldn't have saved the penalty, but did again save a low shot down with five minutes to go. What did you make, Chris, of Joe Hart's overall display? Because, um, I mean, again, he was brought in more from a leadership perspective rather than games. But it does feel like, Chris, he's going to get a lot of games this season. It does. And, I, and I'm glad he will because he's a, he's a fantastic goalkeeper. You know, former England international, a leader, a winner. Uh, you know, we saw him in pre-season matches shouting and screaming like that in pre-season games. You know, not, not really that important, not competitive games, but he's shouting and screaming, constantly wanting to organise his team, tell, tell, uh, you know, tell his players what, what they're doing wrong, um, putting them in position, um, you know, guiding them. Um, it's fantastic to see. It really is. And this is what we have been missing in recent years um, at Tottenham. You know, real leaders, real characters, um, you know, people who have been there and won it. You know, he's won the Premier League. He's won lots of trophies with Manchester City. Um, you know, this is what we need to to come to Tottenham. So, um, you know, I welcome, you know, people like this. And Jose Mourinho is now building, um, you know, a team of winners and a team of leaders. And, uh, you know, dare I say it again, but let, let the trophies come. Come on. I love it, Chris. I absolutely love it. Lee, coming around to you, one of the things we did see was Jose Mourinho getting really irate with some of Spurs' defending, even in that second half. We heard him shouting, come on, Winksy, wake up, Matt, among other shouts. I mean, 
there was, Lee, again, that tendency which we're concerned about with this Spurs team to really drop off defensively. You know, again, the game there, difficult to really judge it because of the nature of the opposition. But we are going to have to be, again, Lee, a lot more solid defensively with Manchester United coming at the weekend. Like you say, it's a different opposition. Uh, I, don't, I don't know whether Martial is going to be playing. Uh, but you've got Rashford, you've got Martial, you've got Greenwood, you've got Bruno Fernandes. It's probably going to get awarded two or three penalties. Um, so we're going to be up against it anyway. Um, you, you know, you've got Pogba swimming. You know, I'll go back to the documentary again. You know, Jose Mourinho, absolutely spot on. It's like he wrote it down and then it happened in that Man United game at halftime. He, he said to the lads in halftime exactly what was going to happen. They went out in the second half, and it's exactly what happened. So, he, what one thing's for sure about Jose and his team is they're they're relentless in their detail, they're relentless in their analysis, and that's why tactically he's he's that kind of master, if you like, you know that you know Jose Mourinho masterclass. So I think that we we get that right, and that's the little bit that worries me against a better opposition is the spaces that we're opening up. The thing is about the press is if you don't go, if you don't do it as a team. It doesn't work. So you have to all go as a team in your press. Are you with me? And that's why I think that, you know, that there's criticism in, with, with Belly, for example, from Jose, um, you know, in the past, you know, late, lazy press. You can't do a lazy press. You either do it or you don't. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, there'd be some space or some, some running in behind. I, I wonder whether he plays Jaffet at the, at the weekend because uh, he's got a good 90 minutes in his legs and he's pacey and Jose likes him and he's and he's, he's good on that side of things as well. So it'd be interesting who he plays. Uh, I think Dyer definitely plays, doesn't he, um, uh, as, as a defender. But um, yes, what would worry me if you've got Doherty and uh, Rigulon high up the pitch, who, you're going to have Rashford and Martial in behind you. That, that's going to be a problem, isn't it? It is indeed, isn't it? Again, we're going to come on to Manchester in a little bit, so we will be discussing the lineup for that one. Jamie, you know, in this game as well, we then saw Maccabi Haifa have a disallowed goal for offside. Spurs then make a change, Soko replacing Hoybier. And I think it's been a while, Joe, you have to reference this point, that a Spurs player covers so much ground as Pierre-Emir Hoybier, and so effectively too. Again, a really, in general, most tidy performance in the centre of the pitch. You know, could have maybe closed down Sherry better for the first half equaliser. But what did you make of his overall display, Jay? Because I thought he played fairly well. Some people on social media, maybe, I'm not too sure about that display. But again, being brought to do a job, I think you have to emphasise this point as well, Jay. He's played a lot of games, a lot of games recently for Tottenham. What have you made of him? He's getting there, isn't he? I think, um, I think against Everton, he looked kind of really unfit, or he looked slightly unfit anyway. Um, but he looks, he's definitely starting to look a lot better now. And as you say, he's played a lot of games. So I think that fitness is definitely going to be getting there. But he does, you know, he's, he is there to do a job. He's there to kind of break up play, sit in front of the back four. And I think he's doing that job well now. You know, that's something that Spurs have missed for a while, just having that player that's, that's willing to do that work. Um, and that's capable of doing that. And Jay, as you say, you know, he covers so much ground. He works really hard for the team. And that's really important to have in that midfield. And, you know, I, I think over time, I'd like to see um, him partnered with Lacelso and Ndombele. And then, of course, you've got Harry Winks to potentially come in and do that job. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with Hoybe at the moment. And hopefully he can continue that. Um, but, yeah, he's obviously, you know, again, he's a totally a Jose Mourinho player. You can see that why Joseph Mourinho has brought him in. He's a guy that works so hard for the team, that gives everything. So, yes, obviously it was a difficult start for him, um, but he he really is starting to grow into that role at Tottenham. And, um, 
yeah, hopefully, hopefully can continue that now. Yeah. Chris, a Kane hat-trick. Brilliant Burvine assist, to be fair, for 6-2. Lovely sixth goal. And like I say, the Harry Kane hat-trick, but credit to Bergvine, raced down the left, completely left his marker for dead with quick feet and played in the striker who clipped it over the goalkeeper. And just on Bergvine, what did you make of that performance? So I thought he played really well. Another player again times, Chris, can really maybe frustrate fans, maybe his own teammates. But um, this performance was you know, very, very timely for him ahead of this big game against Manchester United. Was a great display and it also earned him a well done from Jose Mourinho. He said, well done Stevie across the pitch as he applauded him for that assist. He did everything actually but scored, didn't he, Chris? It was a great display from Bergvine. It was. And it's funny actually because I was having a conversation with a Spurs fan early this morning um, stating about um, you know, we want to see Steven Bergvine, you know, of, of old. When, when he first signed for Tottenham, of course, he made his debut against Manchester City. Um, he looked very exciting, you know, very exciting going forward. Looked like he could score goals, looked like he could assist. And I don't think that we've seen a lot of that. So I was really, really glad to see him um, back to his best today. And uh, as I said earlier, you know, it's all about competition. Every Every player has got to raise their game now. Um, every player wants to play every Premier League game. And, uh, you know, Jose Mourinho has got a, a fantastic squad now, you know, to choose from. And, uh, you know, people like Steven Bergwijn want to keep knocking at the door saying, you know, I want to be in that starting 11. And games like today, you know, fair enough, it's only Maccabi Haifa. Um, you know, a lot of us Tottenham fans say, yeah, well, it's only them, it's only them. You've, you've got to beat the teams in front of you. You've always got to put a shift in. You've got to, you know, give 110%. And he, he did that tonight. And, you know, a couple of fantastic assists you know, from him. And as you say, it was a, a really good all-round performance from him. Um, just just didn't get the goal. But what I was really impressed with actually today is how many long shots Tottenham took, you know, from outside the box. And, you know, Stephen Bergwijn was very unlucky not to score tonight. It's a great point you made there, Chris. And I wonder, again, if Mourinho is telling the players on more instructive, maybe shoot on site, you know, give the goalkeeper a test. Maybe the nature of who we were playing maybe may have been a difference in maybe the reason why we did approach the game like that. But um, just on Birdvine, coming around to you, Lee, you know, Mourinho said after the game he was really good. The team needed him. He was very, very important. He created and he dropped. Sorry for him that he didn't score, but physically he's getting stronger. And we now have great options there. And we really do, Lee, don't we? In terms of our forward options, I can't believe I'm saying this, when mm. Gareth Bale... It doesn't feel real me saying this yet. When Gareth Bale um, comes back into this Spurs team, <laughs> God, that sounds really weird it's saying ridiculous. that. When Gareth Bale so turns epic. up, like we've just seen him in training, honestly, I still think that Bale image is photoshopped. Until I see him actually kick a ball in a competitive game, I'm still not going to believe it. Even though we've done an hour and a half show on him coming back, still doesn't feel real. But just on Bergwijn, Lee, you know, got praise tonight. Do you think in any way, will his chances be limited with the arrival of Bale? Or do you think, because the amount of games we've got coming yeah. up, he'll definitely feature? Well, I think he will feature. Um, but featuring is very different than playing every week, isn't it? And there's no, there's no chance in hell that if Gareth Bale's fit, that he gets in front of Gareth Bale. So he's going to have to take his chance on the bench. I think that... I think that um, Jose Mourinho has always been quite clear in the way he what he wants. He wants he, he described it, I think, last season as power from the bench. And he wants to be able to look at his bench and say, oh, I've got Lucas, I've got Stevie, I've got Lamella, I've got Delhi, for example, if he doesn't play or, or whoever drops out. He's got power on the bench to change games. And I think that's where, you know, we, we've got to be very excited because when everyone's fit, our full front, uh, front three is going to start is going to be Bale, Son and Kane. <laughs> it's utterly preposterous that I'm even saying this. 
but but going back to Berge, I think he's been I think he's been really good. You know, the, the goal he scored against Man City real settled him in. Um, I think that's really important. Um, he scored some important goals. I mean, we always talk about uh, certain players playing um, and scoring important goals. Well, he did it straight away, didn't he, against City? He scored an important goal uh, post-lockdown uh, against Manchester United as well. Um, and scored a couple. And he was unlucky. Chris was right. He was unlucky tonight not to score. I think that powerful one, the the the, the deli pass on the left-hand side, and then a powerful one from Stevie to set up Kane, it was a brilliant move from Tottenham. Full, full free-flowing football, excellent passing, accurate, fast. Um, and, yeah, he played a real big part in that. And he had a, a good shot as well, didn't he? Like Chris said, outside the box, it was just tipped over. Um, like I said, I think at the beginning of the show, on a different night, he could have scored a couple. But he's also tired because, correct me if I'm wrong, but did he not start the game up front with Lamella on Tuesday and 48 hours later, he's played another 90 minutes? Yeah. Yes, um, so, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and everybody praised Eric Dyer mm. the other day for doing 180 minutes in 48 hours or whatever. And yeah. Bergie's just done the same thing. Yeah. So uh, a massive round point. of applause uh, and, and, and take a bow for Stephen Bergwijn. I'm not sure he'd be involved because of that on Saturday, mm. maybe coming off, uh, sorry, on Sunday, correction, uh, maybe coming off the bench. But yeah, really, really good. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to have him. I think he's a brilliant, he's going to be a brilliant, brilliant player for us. Yeah. Um, it's a shrewd signing, I think. Yeah, I mean, again, it'll be a questionable decision as to whether he'll get a huge amount of minutes, you know, between now and, you know, and the next couple of games with Gareth Bell, you know, around the corner. But I do agree, you know, the amount of games we've got coming up, obviously, he'll still be in the reckoning, don't get me wrong, but, you know, maybe not involved for Sunday's game. Jamie, coming around to you, just on Lucas Moura, you know, the, the point on it, Jay, is, you know, a player, you know, scored again. Do you think, again, with Moura, he divides so much of opinion... Is he in your kind of favoured eleven when everyone's fit, or at the moment because of the options we've got now, does Lucas take a back seat for you? It's, it's difficult. I personally am not the biggest fan of Lucas Moore. I think Chris mentioned it earlier. I think that his end product is something that is a bit disappointing. I think that he does struggle at times to kind of link up with other players. I know that that's a point that Jason has made a lot of times. Um, of course, his goal his goal contributions are slightly disappointing, despite having scored uh, two recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously those wing options are fantastic now. Um, you know, we just spoke, we mentioned Bergvine, you've got Lamella, and then of course you've got the, the main two in terms of, um, you know, Bale and Sons are coming to the team. So no, I don't think he gets into my, uh, my first 11 anyway, but look, I think Chris also made the point that Jose Marino really likes him because of the, the work that he puts in for the team. And I think that, you know, he will be a useful option off the bench. You know, I remember in the Manchester City game last season away. You know, he came off the bench and instantly went and scored with a header. And I think that he's a guy that will come off the bench and, you know, last 30 minutes, he'll work really hard. does a lot of running. So I think in terms of an option off the bench, I think that that's a very strong option having Lucas Moura there. Um, but look at, if you look at those, you know, the, 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 the first team options in terms of Bale and Son, you know, and then you've got Kane playing them in. I mean, you know, that... Obviously, Kane, as a player, he's really matured his game and become a really well-rounded striker now. You saw the way he linked up um, at Southampton and the passes that he was playing. That's really exciting now that you've got two fantastic wingers that are going to be running um, in behind and either side of him. Um, and, and that's a really a front three that I'm looking forward to seeing. But Lucas Moura, for me, good option off the bench, but I don't think he's a guy that really is going to be uh, getting too many opportunities to start um, in, in the big games. Yep. 
again with Lucas Mora, a player that you know does very much polarise the fan base. It'll be interesting to see again in coming weeks. We've got so many games. It's trying to get these players ready, fit, to kind of rule them out for the next one. So again, Lucas Mora, I'm sure he will get minutes. Whether he features, like you say, Jay, as a first-team regular, that is another question. Chris, coming round to you, star of the show, hat-trick man Harry Kane. You know, he's currently averaging, Chris, an assist every 75 minutes played in all competitions. He's now been involved in 25 goals in 26 games, 18 goals, 7 assists. He's been involved in 11 goals in his last 7 appearances in all competitions. He's now scored 12 hat-tricks in his Tottenham career. Only Jimmy Greaves has now scored more. Is there anything left to say about just how marvellous, how wonderful, how special Harry Kane is for Tottenham Hotspur? No. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, Chris, right? Can you imagine when we bring this new striker in, can you imagine the competition, what it's going to do to him? Do you see what it's done to Ben Davis? You know, Sergio Regulon's come in. What's it going to do to Harry Kane? Yeah, but Rick, you you did miss out that he is a one-season wonder. (laughs) Um, you know, he's just sorry. He, I don't want to bring the mood down, Chris. <laughs> he, uh, he only scores penalties as well. To be fair, sorry, I he only scores that. penalties. Only scores tap-ins. Yeah, yeah. He's, it doesn't he's just one iota. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's work great for the team. You know, he, he don't only score goals. I know we talk about his goal scoring. He's number ten, Chris. Uh, tonight, it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's just fantastic. He's you know when him and Hudmin Son play together, we saw at Southampton they 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 both just ripped Southampton apart, and you know it's just lovely to see. But with the amount of games that Tottenham are going to be playing now, you know the six group uh, games of the Europa League, um, it would be nice to have um, a backup striker or indeed another striker, um, no matter how you want to put it, backup or or you know someone to play alongside him or challenge. Um, but you know at the end of the day. Even though Harry Kane keeps scoring goals, keeps assisting, you know, it would be nice to have that little bit of competition for him. It would always be nice to just uh, be pushed. You know, whatever whatever you do as a job, it's always nice to have someone next to you or, um, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of working against or working with, um, you know, to, to push you that little bit further. Um, you know, we've got it in every single position um, on the pitch right now, apart from striker. And, uh, you know, there is huge competition. So I'd really welcome a striker signing in the next four days or so. And, you know, let's hope that Jose Mourinho and Daniel Levy can get a signing over the line. Amen, Chris. I fully, fully agree. Done, isn't it, lads? I mean, well, funny Lee, is it done until he's got the shirt, though? Can we never... I think after what we've had in the past, I I know exactly what you mean. It looks done, but... uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to I'm, say I'm his gonna, name on this gonna, until I'm going to murder his name. Vinicentius? Is it Vinicentius? Come and talk to me, Let's Jamie. Let's go to Here's Jamie from the Daily Hotspur, Come our on, transfer Jamie. correspondent. Jamie, give us the give us the pronunciation, Jay, on this one. Blimey, I don't know why I'm being trusted. I think it's uh, Vinicius, <laughs> Carlos Vinicius. Look at that. Carlos Rolled Vinicius. Off the yeah, that sounds good. He even no, does I'm it as well as he spells Vinicius it as well. Done. Don't Fantastic. worry about that. I'm not the transfer guru, but I'm telling you it's done. Okay. He's in. Uh, I think if we if we can get Scrinuar Scrinuar mm. over the line mm. in the next three days, that for me will be a world class window. Mm. I'm serious. It, it's it just incredible. Oh, if we get a, if we get a centre back and another striker, I mean, it is a striker, mate. Vincenzo's is in, mate. Once Don't we get it done, it will be a Daniel Levy masterclass. You know, is it three million euros a loan fee with an obligate well, with an option to buy if we do get it in? It'll be it's incredible. not even an obligation, is it? It's not even an not obligation. An obligation. So an option. Just an option. Back. It's crazy, isn't it? Three million for a crazy, guy that you know his assistant goal record. It's just quite incredible. I will dig those stats up in a second. What those are, but Jamie, just to come round to you, Harry Kane. 
just 93 seconds in to open the score with an undetected run and volley from close range. Then set up the Cells over his second goal before the break. Fired home his second from the penalty spot in the second half. Then he's deftly clipped third over the goalkeeper. A hat-trick and by no means, Jay, the end for Harry. He kept on working all night. Like we've said on this show, even predominantly as a number 10. I mean, he can do everything, Jamie Carney. That's what's, you know, so pleasing about him at the moment. The way he's matured his game. I said it earlier. Um, he's got everything to his game now and that's so nice to see and I think a lot of people obviously spoke about Bale as well obviously you know he went away and has really matured at Real Madrid so yes we're going to get a different version of Gareth Bale as well so you know that's something to look forward to but yeah with Harry Kane of course his, his passing is fantastic a goal scoring I just love that desire to, to always want to be on the pitch and score I said earlier in the show again um, you, you would have probably hoped to have bring Harry Kane up a bit sooner but he wanted us down the pitch. He wanted to get that hat trick. And look, I think he's going to break all the records at Spurs. Hopefully, you know, he's going to stick around long enough to do so. I think that that's something that, that really does motivate him and drives him to, to kind of get those goal-scoring records. I think he'll be looking at Alan Shearer's Premier League goal-scoring records. He'll be looking at all the Spurs records. And as I said, hopefully he sticks around long enough uh, to, to do so but you know with that team we're now building and kind of the direction we're going in and hopefully as Chris says you know hopefully those trophies are coming and um, that will convince him to say but my goodness me yeah, what a player he's transformed into he's got everything so true just on Carlos I'm not going to say his surname yet until I get that abbreviation confirmed he finished as the Premier League top scorer with 18 goals and 5 assists in 32 games averaging a goal or assist every 78 minutes not bad is it doesn't sound bad at all you know quite incredible so if we can get this deal done we'll be great Lee McQueen's calling it already he says it's a done deal for me I want to see the guy holding the shirt talking about shirts talking about players that are you know coming in worried about players that are going Delhi Alley to be fair coming round to you Lee it was a statement I thought made from Delhi when he came on the field you know he played with a smile on his face you know hauled to the ground after a brilliant nutmeg in the box dispatched by Delhi as well it felt significantly, not so much the penalty, but the lovely bit of skill to win it. It was a wonderful bit of skill. Um, and I think this is why why there's there's a lot of kind of hate, if you like, for Delhi, but there's also a lot of love. I mean, I'm not going to tell you, keep baffing on about how much I love him, because you already know that, and everybody that listens to the show does as well. But I think, you know, if he does that skill and it doesn't come off, everyone's berating him saying, oh, why'd you do that? Why didn't you just pass it simple, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the point being is the way you become a great player is by by trying them things. If you don't try it, you'll never be able to do it. And he's audacious enough to try certain things and it come off today in the penalty area. He absolutely, it was just a brilliant bit of skill. Um, won the penalty and obviously dispatched it brilliantly. And yeah, he did have a smile on his face. And, you know, I tweeted about uh, Tunga and Dembele, the, the, the love of your life, Rick. Um, outside of your your lovely wife, of course, uh, of Tunga and Dembele, um, and, and I, t- I tweeted earlier in the week about um, this Jose Marino school of hard knocks, um, and you know, for for anyone that knows what what I mean by that is, you know, it's that it's that kind of, you know, th- that ability to be able to get out of a, an adverse situation, um, and Tunga and Dembele, the way that he's kind of been treated, if you like, or the way he's been managed by Jose during his during that period. He's, he's looked himself in the mirror and said, I've got to get out of this. I'm, I'm going to put the effort. I'm going to make it happen. And he's done it. And there's no doubt, and I don't think any of our minds, that he'll start against United on Sunday because he looks he looks now the player that we think he, we all wanted him to be. 
and and obviously with Delhi, um, I think that's the same treatment. I think that Delhi has frustrated fans. If if we're all honest with each other, we've put a poll out on all of our Twitter feeds to to see what this looked like. I bet we'd probably get quite a lot of um, anticipation. But other can he splits the fan base, and the reason why he splits the fan base is because sometimes he does it does look like he's kind of. I don't know, Rick moping around on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? It feels like he's, his arms are in the air. And he's like, oh, why didn't that come off? And that didn't come off. But when he's really on his game, when he's really hunting that ball down, when he's really putting them late runs in or putting them past or doing that bit of skill and it comes off, he's a bloody world-class player. Um, and, and, and I think that hopefully the school of, Jose's school of hard knocks um, is, is now working for Delhi. Um, and we can put to bed all this rubbish about him going to PSG and this, that and the other. You can just get down to hard work because I tell you, if he gets back to top form, I mean, how is he? How are you even going to fit him in in that team? Well, you've got La Celso and Dumbele. You've, you've always got said Delhi. with Delhi, but you've always I mean, said Lee. You know he's got it because he showed it in those first two seasons. It's whether we can just for, get that back sure. out of him. This is the key. And, 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 and actually, if exactly right, Rick. And the thing is, can Mourinho get the best out of him? You know, uh, you know, the thing is with with Deli Ali, he is a superstar already, and you know, he he has got a lot of hype, and and rightly so. But it's just up to him with what he wants to do. And I think um, I'm going to give credit to, I think it was Jamie O'Hara that said on uh, on Talk Sport this week, don't do what he did and waste his career. Please get your head down and work. Because if he puts the work in, um, he, he will he will get his, um, um, he will get the form back because he's a class player. And, and actually, I read today that, you know, he has, he's got a nutritionist in, he has changed his diet, he has started to think. So, Maybe the penny is dropping to say, look, you know, you got. Uh, he's probably got what ten years left as a as a full on first class professional footballer. Maybe a little bit more, but that's to thirty four. It's only ten years. If you put everything in this, you can go to the top, and you mm-hmm. can do it with Tottenham. And how brilliant would it be, Rick, if we had a fully fledged Deli Ali uh, at Tottenham Hotspur? It'd be a, it'd be brilliant. Well, it'd be incredible, I think. Having the same side as a Gareth Bale would be incredible. You know, I, I, that was the only thing that was upsetting me at the time when I was hearing about, you know, Bale coming in and Delhi going out. I was thinking, well, no, why Why has no, it got to exactly. be Why has it got to be like yeah. that? Why can't we have them both? Yeah. But, and again, with Delhi, again, I know he, he really does kind of, again, with the fan base, a polarise. And I've used that word already tonight. Forgive me for that. Um, before I go to Chris, I'm going to read out some of the statements we've had on Delhi. Andy Bradshaw says, did you see the look on Jose's face when Delhi won and scored that penalty? Is he staying? Is he going? Again, that's up for debate at the moment, Andy. Bale Koholik says, do you think this game is the beginning of Delhi getting more minutes? Carrie Hayne. Carrie Hayne says, do you think Delhi did enough to get into the team moving forward or does he have to prove himself? Cody Slusser says, Delhi proved he still has it and is in the mood for more. How often does he start or does he now provide a great influence as a, a sub Chris, let's come round to you and ask you some of those questions because, to be fair to Delhi, I mean, in the time he got, he did perform, didn't he, Chris? Got himself a goal, did work hard. Chris, I know you're a big fan of Delhi. What do you think the future holds for him now under Jose Mourinho? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Delhi. Um, I hope that he turns his game around and I hope that he stays at the club and just knuckles down. Um, Jose Mourinho said at the start of the week that Delhi Ali has been very professional, uh, very professional in training. We've, we've seen the whole. Um, Danny Rose instant on the um, Amazon documentary. And I think that sometimes Jose Mourinho leaves players out. He sees how they they react and they see, you know, he then um, sees how uh, their attitude is after. And I think that Delhi has had a, an excellent attitude in training, as, as Mourinho has said. Um, really, really glad to see him back in a Spurs shirt tonight and, uh, you know, to, to win the penalty and then to take the penalty and put, put it away so comfortably as well. 
Um, I, I do see um, a good future for Deli Ali at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. I don't want him to leave as a fan. Um, but I just, I, like I keep saying, I feel so excited about what's happening at Spurs at the moment. And when you've got the likes of Tongyon Dombele, who, you know, didn't perform for the entire year uh, that he was a Spurs player and he's turned his game round. And I think that when Deli Ali turns his game round, and I think tonight is the start of that, um, you know, it would be very interesting now to see if Deli Ali is in the squad against Manchester United. I believe he should be, and I hope he is, um, even if he is a sub. You know, because when you've got someone like Deli Ali on the bench to come off and give you that ability that he's got, and we all know that he's got it, uh, we saw it tonight that that, that he's still there. Um, but I think it's just uh, Jose Mourinho's way of just saying, um, you know, I'm going to see how you react when I leave you out. And you think from Deli Ali's point of view. You know, he's the height of his career, playing in every single Tottenham game, one of the first players on the team sheet, playing for England on you know every England international duty, um, and then being left out. It must have done him uh, probably the world of good being left out because he realises, I want to be back. I need to be in that team. You know, when the, the TV cameras zoomed into him in the first half, you know, Deli Alley as a sub, you saw his face and I instantly felt, what must he be thinking? He must be looking around the stadium thinking... I'm at this fantastic stadium. I've got a fantastic manager. So I've got true. all my teammates yeah, out there. So true. I should be out there. I need to be out there on the pitch. And I think that this period of time has probably done him the world of good. Yeah. And I think that he will come back now firing on all cylinders. And I really hope that, that is the case. I'm not being biased here, Chris, but do you feel that Spurs is probably the biggest club he'll play for in his career? Do you think anywhere beyond top now is going to be a step down for Delhi? Or do you think... You know, if he gets his form back, is there an opportunity? I don't want to say to, I don't want to sell him on to any club, you know, bigger than us. But do you, what do you think? Is this going to be Delhi's biggest club of his career? Well, I hope that he's at Tottenham Hotspur um, Football Club for the rest of his career, mm. and I hope that he wins trophies at Tottenham. And and I I think that you know we've seen we've seen how good Delhi Ali is, and I hope that we will see that again. And I'm sure that we will. And under the guidance of Jose Mourinho, you know, we saw in the Amazon documentary again. You know, of him pulling him to one side and saying, you know, are you a party boy? You know, what are you? Are you going to knuckle down? And you can imagine those conversations happening now. You know, knuckle down, you know, give uh, uh, give everything in training, you know, act professional. He's been doing that. He showed a really good attitude. Jose Mourinho has given him a chance. And we've seen um, in the past Jose Mourinho falling out with players, not a Tottenham at previous clubs, uh, but with Tongyon Dombele and now Deli Alli, He's given them second chances. You know, he's saying to them, you know, here's your chance. Now go and grab it. We've seen them, Dombele, have, uh, grab that chance. And, and hopefully we are seeing now Deli Ali take his chance as well. Spot on. Now we saw Jose Mourinho after the game say, job done, group faced, almost at the end of an incredible period. Good for the team. Good for the boys. A hatchet for Harry. I know he has so many already. Good for Deli to create a proper penalty and score. So Mourinho full of praise for him. Mourinho on signing Carlos says, I wish you asked me when something is confirmed. I have not been told that so far. I want to be respectful to the player and Benfica. And maybe you can ask me this again later. So it does point towards that deal close to happening. Before we preview Manchester United, I'll give you a quick five on that. We have got the breaking news that's coming through to us that Spurs will travel to Stoke City in the Carabao Cup quarterfinals. A couple of words, guys, each for you on this very quickly. Let's start with you, Jamie. Gareth Bale returning to the Britannia after scoring a worldie. What's your thoughts on this draw, Jay? And do we only get this draw because Jose Mourinho is the head coach of Tottenham? 
obviously a favourable draw, I think. Um, I think we wanted, obviously, a home draw, and that's obviously slightly disappointing that we didn't get that. But look, I think in the end, Stoke City, it's a side that we should be looking to beat. Um, obviously, that December period is, is going to be quite tricky. There's going to be lots of games. Of course, we know, you know that, that Christmas period is always hectic anyway. So it'll be interesting to see how he manages it. But look, we've got a really strong squad now. So um, I'm personally, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that draw. Um, it's, it's a game that certainly we've got to be hoping to advance to the, the semi-finals of the competition. So yeah, really good chance of, of going all the way in that now. Yeah. Lee, coming around to you just very quickly on this draw. We've got to do Man United. We've got to sneak that in for five minutes. Just on this draw, is it the perfect draw in a way, Lee, out of what we could have got? It's a great draw. Uh, there's no 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 way we're going to lose to Stoke City. Um, oh God, and, don't meme uh, that, us, please don't meme us. But, but again, <laughs> you know we've I've got we've got to drop this Spursy bollocks all the time now. We are with the squad that we've got, the manager that we've got, a stadium we've got. We've got to start believing. And it's a fantastic draw for us to go up to Stoke. They're a championship side, but the time they're going into their run of fixtures around the championship is so congested. I think they're 15th or whatever they are in the championship at the moment. They're going to be wanting to concentrate probably more on the championship than they are on that cup game anyway. It's something that we want to go and win, let alone win that game. We want to win the whole tournament. Um, and it's a fantastic opportunity now um, to, 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 to put that one to bed and get into the semi-finals. Um, you know, what I would say is we're also in a congested period during that, uh, during that period of time. I think we play, I think Jason uh, said to uh, Jason, one of our own said earlier that well, I think we played something like, 10 games in 16 days or something ridiculous over that Christmas period. So, Hold on, I've just recovered from this week. Are you joking I me? I know, I know. You it's, are joking. Yeah, something like that. I, don't, I, don't, I might be wrong on that, but it's eight, eight games in 19 days or something ridiculous. Um, but look, it's a fantastic draw. Um, oh you know, you've got Arsenal versus Manchester City. So one of them one of them are going to drop out of the quarterfinal stage. Everton, Man United, one of them are going to drop out of the, cha- uh, the stage. You've got Brentford um, that are still in the competition. They could get through. So that's a one. It's a wonderful chance. I, I think mm. we've got every chance. I, I make us second favourites mm. to, to win the tournament. I'm just thinking, Lee. Before I come out of Chris, how am I going to tell my wife that I've got that to cover after the week we've just had? We're already me, you, and Lee. <laughs> me, you, and Chris. We're waiting for early divorces. I tell you, Chris, come around I'll to tell you. you what, <laughs> Go on. It's going to be an interesting Christmas. God, I tell you what, I've got a child on the way. God knows if there'll be a dad to bring the kid up the way it's going at the moment with the amount of games we've got coming. Oh, my Lord, what, what a fixture list to come. Chris, coming around to you, just trying try to get over that breaking news from Lee McQueen there about the games we've got coming. What's your thoughts on that draw, Chris? I mean, again, Britannia Stadium, it's not an easy place to go. Stoke City on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, never easy. Probably going to be very dull up there. On paper, Chris, we should do this, shouldn't we? But it is Tottenham. Is there any concerns in your mind? No, we we will we will win this game, and uh, if we win this game, we are then only one win away from the final. Oh, you know, God. two two sitting here now, we are two wins away That's from mad, going to Wembley yeah. and and playing in a final. Mm. And as as you know, I keep saying the same old thing: twelve and a half years now oh, without a trophy. Yeah, you know, it's too long. I will be absolutely amazed if Tottenham Hotspur Football Club do not win this trophy. Oh my god! And it's not Jose Mourinho's <laughs> first trophy at Tottenham. I really, really will because this is the ideal uh, time to be winning a trophy. The perfect time, you know, to get a buy against Leighton Orient, to then beat Chelsea, uh, beat Stoke City um, in the quarterfinals. You know, it's it's got Tottenham's name on it. Surely, you know, we have to do it this year. And uh, yes, we're going to have um, a lot of fixtures throughout December, a lot of uh, Europa League and League Cup and Premier League, etc. Um, but we've got a good squad now and, you know, the squad will be rotated. 
And uh, yeah, I'm hugely confident for this League Cup. And I think that Jose Mourinho, I think this will be his first trophy at Spurs. Can I just say, Chris, I've got to say... Year to you, ends you, in one, boys. Year, year ends in one. one. But, but I've got to say to you, Chris, before we go for a break, for a man that goes home and away every week, how gutted will you be if we're not back in the stadiums, if we are at Wembley and winning that cup? That'd be everything, wouldn't it? It'd be typical, wouldn't it? We wait, we wait how many years for a trophy. We go on in there to bloody watch it. I'll go in there as a cleaner. I'll do whatever <laughs> I can to get in there to be there. I must see Tottenham win. I believe him as well. I believe him as well. I believe him as well. You watch him turn up as a steward. You watch, honestly, for for the cut of hundred people that are in there to watch it. Watch him go in as a steward. Oh my! I'll cut the grass. I'll do whatever. I'll I'll do whatever, Rick. I must be there. I bet you will. I bet you will. Listen, we've got to go for our final break. We're absolutely delighted to be joined by two Manchester United podcasters that very kindly collaborated with us here over at the last one on Spurs. First up, we've got Henry from the Manchester United District podcast, followed by Alex from the Stretford Paddock podcast that very kindly give us their thoughts, their team selections and their predictions to come ahead of Manchester United this Sunday. And then following that, we also give our views our team selections and predictions ahead of the huge game against Manchester United on Sunday. It's been a couple of months since Manchester United last played Spurs uh, and things are largely the same regarding the conditions in which those games will be played. There will be no fans in the stadium. A spike, obviously, in coronavirus cases means that the return of fans to stadiums is looking less and less likely to happen before the new year. And beyond that, we'll have to see whether or not it will even happen this season. So we'll be still in the same conditions that we were those couple of months ago at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, except this time round we will be at the Theatre of Dreams at Old Trafford for this weekend's game. It's been a strange couple of months for both clubs. Obviously the transfer window has been well and truly underway. Positive undertones, I would suspect, from the Spurs camp. You're looking at now backup striker, Jose, confident on getting one of them. You've also got a wealth of names through the door and in, in you know bolstering your squad, Hoiberg, Doherty, you know, you know, Bale, Bale especially as a player I would have loved Manchester United you know, some fantastic business being done Sergio Rugby on a man who seemed to be snapped around the noses of us as well as a club you know hasn't had a great left back in, in quite a long time really since Luke Shaw's injury and, and his inconsistencies it's, it, I'm somewhat jealous of that deal the Bale one as well if Sancho doesn't go over the line I'd love to have seen Gareth Bale in a Manchester United shirt obviously that looks to be you know impossible to ever happen now but it's a dream and something that I thought was to be honest something that was of destiny quite a few years ago it seemed to be a deal that, that, that would just happen at some point but obviously it hasn't but yeah positive times I think for, for, for your fans really Manchester United meanwhile we're, we're, we're quite negative the Jaden Sancho deal is a deal that obviously everyone wants to get done a deal that doesn't look likely to get done now although who knows we seem to be in the dark on this one it's, it's constantly ups and downs a typical Manchester United transfer saga that I'm sure will come to a huge close whether or not that means United get, going in for him and, and getting a bid rejected or, or going for an alternative whether that be Usman Dembele or whoever else it will be interesting nonetheless but yeah a lot of negativity around Manchester United as usual in the summer windows um, a lot of criticism of the boards uh, the Glazers and Ed Woodward as I'm sure you know Spurs fans do feel are playing with that they've had a lot a lot of criticism with Daniel Levy over previous years but yeah as, as I say you know some more positivity on your side than ours and perhaps more optimism coming off the back of that penalty win against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup obviously we also progressed beating Brighton 3-0 in a very assured performance. Uh, we also come for the back of three points in the Premier League, beating Brighton again in the exact same fixture at the Amex, but in a very controversial fashion, as I'm sure most are aware. Um, and you guys obviously were denied 
all three points in another controversial decision um, given against you, which I do think was incredibly harsh. By the way, I think the Malpay one was perhaps a little more clear cut than the one given against, I believe it was Eric Dyer for you guys uh, at, at the weekend. But yeah, positivity really from, from your side, beating Chelsea on, on penalties, you know, Jose getting one over on Frank Lampard, which, um, you know, it's, it's quite nice to see, I think, as, as a fan of Jose Mourinho, I, I do like to see things like that. So, so it was good to see. Um, so that's sort of the build-up to the games from from both sides. With regards to a team, it'll be interesting to see how we line up. Obviously, coming off the back of a couple of quite poor performances in the league, despite getting all three points at Brighton, but um, obviously didn't have that against uh, Crystal Palace at home. The, the game we lost on the opening day, quite a surprise shock loss, really. Um, we looked leggy, we looked tired, we looked sort of be out of ideas. There was no real tactical uh, sort of formations in place um, especially going forward we look pretty clueless and at the back you know the, the continued uh, doubts over the centre-halves remains um, and that I think is probably the key point to, to see this weekend Eric Bailly coming off the back of two good performances in, in the League Cup for us whether or not he'll start over um, over Victor Lindelof who's looked quite suspect at times for us um, is something to keep an eye on I think in goal I suspect David De Gea will start but Dean Henson, uh, similar to Bayer, has had two good performances in the last two cup games against Luton and Brighton, respectively. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether Dean Henson does get his Premier League debut for Manchester United or whether we do stick with David De Gea. With regards to a score prediction, I'm going to err on the, the side of positivity, um, despite all the negativity I've mentioned, and say that it will finish 2 on Manchester United, but I'm not overly confident there's definitely some holes in our squad that need to be filled and in this last week of the transfer windows certain things do need to need to change players need to be brought in I think we still need a left back you know we're looking at a backup striker which I think we need I'm not sure Odin Agalo is of quality to play as a backup striker in the Premier League at least um and obviously a right wing as a whole in our squad that's been needed filling for a while. So yeah, I'm going to predict 2-1 United. Um, good luck to all the Spurs fans we'll see how it gets on uh, and what, what the result is but um but yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Hi guys, Alex here from Stretford Paddock, giving you a bit of a Man United side of the preview ahead of the game against Spurs at Old Trafford this weekend. Um, yeah, the, the Spurs fixtures have been a bit of a strange one. You know, it was always for a Man United fan. It was always an entertaining game, but never, it wasn't one that jumped out ahead of the season. But, you know, these last couple of years with the managerial changes, with Starting off with the whole thing with Pochettino potentially being or being lined up as the new Manchester United manager, it almost seems as if he was auditioning against Manchester United. And then obviously with Jose Mourinho going over into Spurs, taking over after being from Manchester United, these games have started to take have a little bit more about him. You know, um, obviously last year the game at Old Trafford, Jose's return, Manchester United played very well, sat back and got the two on victory, and then. Kind of rolls reverse a little bit in the in the game at um, first game back after lockdown. Uh, I think Spurs did really well. Kind of Jose saw what United hated and and did very well and sat back. And I expect to see a lot more of that at the weekend. Um, in terms of Manchester United uh, changes wise, I can see been a couple of changes in the United team. Obviously, I think this week United are in a massive advantage over Spurs in in terms of them getting them getting a few extra days rest, being able to, even though, you know, the ridiculous Spurs congestion of having to play four games in eight days is is absolutely madness. But, um, so yeah, United being able to rotate a lot of their squad this week, having 10 changes, I expected to go back to a similar team that played against Brighton, so I'd expect David De Gea to return in goal. Uh, Wan-Bissaka, um, who played well last year against you guys. Um, I, I'm hoping... 
I think a lot of Man United fans are hoping to see Eric Bailly get his get the nod ahead of Victor Lindelof alongside Harry Maguire this weekend. And I think Luke Shaw will come back in at left back. Um, midfield wise, um, Nemanja Matic I think has to play. He's been one of our better midfielders and more consistent performers so far this season. Bruno Fernandes, obviously. Does the job, scores is uh, scoring lots of goals, and obviously getting the penalty against you guys uh, at um, White Hart Lane last year. Paul Pogba, who won that penalty, I expect him to start. Uh, came on in the week, scored a free kick, bit of a deflection, but I think Paul Pogba will start. Then United's strongest front three. Uh, obviously, there's all the rumours around Manchester United. United need to get um, get reinforcements up top. I see United starting with that uh, Rashford, Martial and uh, Mason Greenwood on the right hand side. Um, hoping to cause you guys a bit of problem in behind uh, but I expect Tottenham to to sit back a bit, do a very much Jose Mourinho-like performance. I think for looking at this from a United point of view, uh, seeing how Tottenham have, have got on this week, you know, having so many games is, is madness. Um, how you rotate in, in terms of this game you've got on, uh, on Thursday night uh, we'll wait and see but I think also having no sun for you guys is a massive thing for us I think we've struggled so far this year with teams being very direct against us I think we struggled against Crystal Palace uh, one of the reasons why a lot of Manchester United fans want to see Eric Bailly back in the team so um, but yeah not having sun will be a massive th- massive thing for, for you guys Harry Kane's got a couple of goals against us but hasn't Hasn't, didn't really, I mean, there was the stat against us last year, he hardly touched the ball in the box when he played at um, White Hart Lane against Manchester United, so we'll wait and see. Um, I'm excited for it, I think it's a big game for both teams, both teams not starting very well in in the Premier League this season, so I think it it can be one that will allow the kickstart or kind of put a lot of doubts in, in the back of both people's minds. I think Jose Mourinho, I think there's bit more pressure on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in terms of especially with the rest that United have got in terms of Tottenham I think that obviously there's a little bit of pressure on Jose Mourinho right now um, but at the same time I think that if if you guys can rotate and things like that and I think that I think he'll he'll have the excuses if things don't quite go to plan for you guys at the weekend prediction wise for Manchester United I'm gonna go I'm going to go 2-1 win for Manchester United, same as the same as the leg at Old Trafford last season. I think that hopefully Anthony Marshall, I think Marshall will get on the score sheet and I also fancy Mason Greenwood, who did get snubbed by England, uh, rightly or wrongly in, your, in whatever your view is. I think Manchester United 2-1 with Martial and Greenwood. Cheers guys for having us on. If you want to check out all of our stuff, if you want to laugh at us, if you do end up winning, I've got this completely wrong, we're at, at Stratford Paddock. If you Type in Strafford Paddock on all things YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You can find us there. Cheers for having us on. Also, one more quick thing. One of our coaches at Paddock FC is a big Spurs fan. Uh, Nairobi He says he's a big fan of your guys' work. So, got to give that man a shout out. Cheers guys for having us on and I'll speak to you next time. Hello and welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. You just heard two previews there from our Manchester United podcasters that very kindly took the time out to collaborate with The Last Word on Spurs and give us their previews ahead of the game. Not going to be easy. Manchester United, always a challenge. Jose Mourinho going back to his former stomping ground. As we know last season when he went there, it didn't go to plan. Let's start with you, Lee. What's going to be different? What is going to be different this season for Jose Mourinho going back to Manchester United? Mm. Point to prove. Bruno Fernandes getting every penalty, whether it's in normal time. 
after the final whistle, what's different about this season, Lee? Well, look, we can go there and win. Uh, I think what's happened in seasons gone by, I'm just running through them all in my head now. Uh, you know, when you're talking there, you know, Pedro Mendes situation or where it went against us, it was about 55 feet over the line and it still didn't get given as a goal. Um, you know, I remember, you know, we played ever so well up there under Poch a few seasons ago um, and then they, they put a ball over the top and it got caught over... I think it was Eric Dyer's head or, or, or Toby Alderweireld's head and they win 1-0, Martial scored and we should have won that game. Um, uh, we, we go there last season and what we give a, a, a stupid goal away within the what, first five or seven minutes or something like that. So we're 1-0 down really quickly. Um, so we, we have got a bit of a horrendous record. I mean, I mean, I remember going there a couple of seasons ago and Lucas Moore, we've just been talking about Lucas actually today, and he he, he done a bit of a Lucas masterclass, didn't he? He was finishing, was deadly, scored two. Uh, we won the game 3-0. It was a brilliant, brilliant result. And, you know, that, that's that's what it feels like that we've got in our armoury now. Um, you know, we've got some confidence. We've got some wins on the bounce. You know, I'm not I'm not classing the Newcastle game as a draw. I'm classing it as a win in my head because it's an absolute disgrace. So you know that means that we've won six on the bounce essentially um, for, for 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 us. So I, I think we go in good form. Um, I think Manchester United finished uh, post lockdown really really well, and they they were the form team. And uh, you know they and that shouldn't have been the case really. It could have easily been us. Uh, when we when we played them in the one one draw at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, we played again ever so well. But then we started to sit off and that would be the bit that worries me. And I bet it's the same with you guys as well. Um, if we start to sit off them and do this whole low block thing, that that's the bit that worries me a little bit is because we, we just, we're going to get picked off. So I think we should go there and have a go personally. It's a great point you make there, Lee, in terms of the approach and how we're going to set up there. And, you know, we've got a question here coming round to you. Jamie, this is from Dagger Larrison, who says, should Ndombele start against United? And then Avi Rapscoy says, with Son out against United, who will start alongside Kane? I think Jose will go with Lamella and Lucas. Deli and Bergi weren't good enough and don't have enough stamina as things stand at the moment. What's your thoughts, Jay, in terms of the lineup? How much do you think it will change? I mean, of course, we only had Chelsea... 48 hours ago. Then we've obviously had this game as well. You know, United really, it's coming on the back of a really, really tough week from the squad. What do you think changes are going to be like, Jay, for this one? Yeah, I, I think there will have to be changes. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to do that a lot of time throughout the year where we've got that Thursday game and then we've got a uh, game on the Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see how he manages that. Of course, we won't usually have three games in one week. So, um, maybe there will be more rotation this time around against Manchester United. But, Look, I think, we, you know, we just saw in, in midweek against Chelsea, it was obviously a team we struggled against last year, Joseph, one of Jose Mourinho's former teams. And, um, you know, the, the confidence and the mood around the club just seems to be so much a, a better state at the moment. So um, I'm really confident that we can go there. There's a really good mood at the club. Um, everyone's full of confidence. So I think that, yeah, we can definitely go there and get a positive result. So, I, you know, you look at some of the last performances, um, you know, the, the game against Newcastle was a fantastic performance. Yes, it wasn't the result that we wanted, but it was a really good performance. Southampton, fantastic performance. Chelsea, really good performance in the second half. And then, of course, we've gone and scored seven tonight. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really confident. I think there's obviously the mood with, with Bale, Regulon um, coming into the team as well. So the mood is fantastic at the club at the moment. So I think that, the, that off the back of that, really, the mood of being such a good place think that Spurs can go there and get a good result but yeah that's sure there will be changes and Don Ballet I'm sure will start we'll see Reguilon come into the team so 
yeah, obviously Sun is a, Sun is a huge miss, but I still think we've got enough quality in that squad now to, to go and beat Man United. Chris, coming around to you, the Premier League is the bread and butter. It's obviously where you know we want Spurs to really try and still form a challenge of some sorts this season. You think now with the squad he's going to have come the end of the window, if we do bring in Carlos, if we do get Skriniar over the line, then you know we're looking at a team that realistically, you know, Chris, I know it's, I might be going a bit overboard here, but there's no reason why we can't generally have a go this season. Maybe not win the Premier League, but certainly come close to it. I mean, it's games like this one, Chris, that really I want us to go and take the game to United. Because I'll be honest, with Solskjaer there, United don't massively worry me. Of course they've got world-class players, don't get me wrong. But as long as he's in charge there, I'm not going to fear them. Do you feel the same on that, Chris? Absolutely. I think uh, with, with our results of late as well and the amount of goals we're scoring at the moment and looking so threatening going forward, we shouldn't be fearing anyone. And when you say about um, having a having a real go this season, if you think a couple of years ago, Liverpool went out and they identified all of their uh, all of their problem areas, and they went out and, and and purchased the players in all those problem areas. It's exactly what Tottenham have done. Um, you know, if we get the if we get Skriniar over the line and we get the uh, striker as well, we have had the perfect window. And as me and you said the other day, Ricky, when, when when as Tottenham fans have we ever had a perfect window where we've identified every single key area where we've been lacking and, and addressed them? We haven't. We haven't done this for you know for as long as I can remember. So it would be the perfect window. You know, with the likes of Gareth Bauer, um, you know, to come in as well, you know, all the players giving each other uh, competition. It is really exciting times, but this this game on Sunday against Manchester United is Tottenham's real test of this season so far. Um, you know, it could be argued that, yes, we've played three Europa League games. Um, you know, a lot of the other Premier League games uh, uh, haven't been that much of a test. But, you know, you've still got to perform and you've still got to get results. Um, but Tottenham have to go to Manchester um, on Sunday and they have to attack. And I think there's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I'm actually going to go for a 3 2 uh, Tottenham win. I feel very confident going to Old Trafford that we're going to score goals. The only thing, like I said earlier, is um, about conceding goals. We haven't kept a clean sheet so far this season, so that is something Jose Mourinho does need to address and work on. But our defence need to be on top of their game on Sunday because Manchester United's attack um, is pretty decent. We know that they can score goals, but um, I think it would be a highly entertaining game on Sunday. But um, last season, for me, was disappointing against Chelsea and Manchester United. Of course, Jose Mourinho's two former clubs. It was the approach, Turned Chris, out. wasn't it? That's the more. It was the approach to the game, wasn't it? The way we set up. Yeah, and you know what? It was probably the games last season. You know, when I went to Old Trafford and I went mm. to Stamford Bridge, they were the ones that I was looking forward to most because yeah. I thought Jose Mourinho would want to prove a point. You know, we would play really well in these games. We would pick up points. And it was probably the two games that disappointed me the most. You know, going up to Manchester, um, expecting so much. I know Delhi got that that great goal, but um, the the players just didn't believe that we could win these matches, which was really really disappointing in such such huge games. And when Mourinho's going there as an ex manager as well, but you know, only forty eight hours ago we beat Chelsea. You know, that's changed. It's changed this season. The mentality has changed this season. The belief has changed this season. So I'm hoping that all of that goes into Sunday's game and Jose Mourinho is smiling um, come Sunday evening, you know, and it would have been the perfect week um, in his Tottenham career so far. I love it. Chris, just a Jason McGovern line. Are we going on the front foot or are we sitting back? What are we doing? We have to go on the front foot. We have we have to go there and we have to um, take the game to Manchester United. 
Um, and, you know, I know I say this a lot, but, you know, to get an early goal, um, you know, it really, it really settled uh, us tonight, you know, getting that early goal, 93 seconds. You know, mm. Tottenham need to just go, go and, you know, just go after Manchester United on Sunday. I know we're going to Old Trafford, but there's no crowd there. You know, it's not like the crowd are going to get on your back. You know, Tottenham have to go to Manchester believing that we can win and believing we can score goals and get the result because um, I can't see at the moment um, Tottenham losing because even when we go 1-0 down in games or even uh, when it goes to 1-1, you know, Tottenham seem to turn it around at the moment. It's Tottenham a belief, isn't it? Get... It's a belief. It is. It is about belief. And, you know, there, there is this huge confidence at the moment. I know even after that Everton game on the opening day of the season, um, you know, a lot of Tottenham fans, including myself, were thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be a long old season. Um, but since the signings have come in, you know, everything seems to have just, uh, you know, pulled together. And, uh, you know, people are really liking it at the moment. And it, and it just seems that we are all on a high. But it has been a great week. You know, the win against Chelsea has given us all such a, uh, a boost. And then seeing Tottenham score seven goals tonight, um, you know, and I know Lee loves this line, you know, about Gareth Bale coming in as well. You know, it is exciting times. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, let's I mean, come, literally, let's come mean, round to you next, Lee, before you combust on this point. Um Lee, tell me, team news for you, what do you think is going to happen? You know, he hasn't completely ruled out Sonny featuring. He's kind of left it open. I mean, Bale is in training. I mean, I'd be amazed if... I'm not sure I'd risk Sonny. Yeah, Mm. I'm not sure I'd risk Sonny with a hamstring. Do you think there's enough in that squad then, Lee, without Son, if Bale doesn't feature either, there's still enough to get the job done up there? You still feel confident enough in that squad? Yeah, I I think, look, if you look at it kind of case by case, Kane's just scored a hat-trick. Delhi's just come on, scored a penalty, made, made it himself. Maybe he gets some minutes. Lucas is, is scored again. He's got two in two. Um, Lamella scored the other night. Um, so he's, he's got a goal in him now. Bergen could have scored a couple tonight, but laid on a good assist, played well. Um, Sonny, before he was injured, was on absolute fire. I mean, he was, he was scoring more goals than Kane. Uh, scored four against Southampton for, for crying out loud. Um, so I think we've got enough fight and then we've got Bow to come in. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, so, you know, we've got that. I, I think... Um, how we set up is just it's just at the back. That is what worries me. You know, I think Hoiber, as we've mentioned now, he looked leggy against um, Everton and, and maybe in the first half against Southampton. But after that, he's looked he's looked actually supreme. And he, he plays in a position where you don't really notice him. Um, he's one of that is that position, isn't it? That if, if you don't if you don't speak about him all game, then it means he's had a good game. Uh, one of them positions. And I think that when we, when when all said and done, I would set up with Larice in goal. Um, with with uh, Regulan, uh, Dyer, um, Toby, and uh, and Doherty, and then I would have three in midfield. Would be Hoiberg, Celso, and Dumbele, um, and then my front three would be um, Kane. Um, now I'm struggling a bit because Son's not in. Uh, Lucas would play, and then I'm not sure Bergie will play because of the amount of time. He's had out, so does maybe Lame- Delhi. Does Lamella get in then for you? Lamella, maybe maybe Lamella, yeah, really? maybe Lamella, maybe that's what, yeah, maybe. Because, because yeah, well, he, he does favour him, mm. and you know, he, I'm not sure. I mean, personally, I would play Delhi in that in that team somewhere. Again, a lot of people forget that when Christian Eriksen, when we had the best front four in Premier League, Son, Eriksen, Delhi, and Kane, in my opinion, by the way, the best front four in Premier League. Um, Delhi didn't always play just behind. Delhi used to come sometimes coming off the right. And then in, in, in interchange with Ericsson, then Ericsson would play in that whole bit. So so the, the, he can do that. 
especially if you've got Doherty and or Regulan bombing up the the, the the wings. You know, Delhi can come out and come back in a little bit. So it's a quandary for sure. I, I don't think he will play Delhi. I don't, I don't think he'll start him actually, but he might do. He's got a really good record against him, but he's a big game player. That's why when I say so on Twitter true. and stuff, superstar, mm. he is a big game player. This guy's called a brace against Real Madrid. He's called a brace against Chelsea when we could never beat him. He scored against Manchester United. Chris scored Ball against Arsenal. Wonderful goals. Liverpool he scored, he scored epic against... goals. He, mm. he, scored, he scored against them all. Yeah. So, you know, again, that's experience that you need. And he scored their last season as well, so... Old Trafford. We can't forget. Great finish. Yeah, Old Trafford. Of course he did. It's a fantastic yeah. finish. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know what you lads think, but I think that's probably what I'd go with. Predictionally on this? I'm I'm not sure it's going to be high scoring actually. I think because I think he might go in with this bloody low block crap um, that, that frustrates. <laughs> oh me no, to we've watch. just spoke about him getting seven goals here, and now we're going with a low block. No, I know. It's a, yeah, but we didn't do low block, did we? Against Max no, Pfeiffer, no, but, God, you know, it was anything um, like that. I'll complete opposite. I, I, I'm I think that we I think we concede, but I think we nick it, and I'm going for a two-one Tottenham win. Two-one Tottenham win. Okay, fantastic. Chris with a three-two. I am going to go for a two-one Spurs win. Just got a feeling we're going to. Stay Steal it up there, God. We've we've des- well. Listen, if we can do that, wouldn't that be a great end to what's been a great great week for Tottenham? Jamie, coming round to you. Before I get your prediction, got a question, transfer question. Here I need to ask you from Het Spurs, who says, "Do we really need to sell anyone? Can't we loan out Gazaniga and a few more? This last two weeks have really helped the squad bond and appreciate each other. It could be a blessing in disguise." Very quickly, John. That you know, Ryan Sessignon, one fourth, Danny Rose. Are you expecting all these players to leave Jay before the deadline day Monday? Yes, I, well, I, I'm not sure whether they'll go, but I, those are three that I'd let go. I think Gazaniga is another one. I think you don't want too many players in that squad that maybe aren't, you know, you want players that are all pulling in the same direction. You want players that are all fully motivated, that know they're part of the squad. And as you said, those three plus Gazaniga probably aren't part of the squad. So I think it's important that we do look to get some of those players out the door um, just to keep the squad balanced there and the motivation of all the players at the same level. Um, so hopefully we can get some out the door uh, before that Monday deadline. And Jamie, looking ahead to Manchester United now. A game that, you know, for us, yes. let's be honest about it, a test, isn't it? It's a test, really, as Chris said, about Jose Mourinho's credentials. What is the approach going to be? How is he going to set up? What his team selection is going to be? Again, it feels like, Jay, a real defining game in Jose Mourinho's era at Tottenham. It's going away to another big team. You know, last mm. season, this was the big acid test. How would we do away at Manchester United, his old stomping ground? How do you feel we approach it, Jay? Give us your team and a prediction. Yeah, look, I can kind of see him setting up similar to way, the way we did against Chelsea. I think I can see us going five at the back. I think we'll see the same wing-backs as we saw last time. So I think uh, Laurie should come into the team. I think we'll see Regulon and potentially Aurea coming in at right wing-back. I then think it will be um, Dyer, uh, Tanganga, and then I think Sanchez will come into the team. Um, I think hopefully it'll be a midfield three, potentially uh, Lacelso, Hoybier and Ndombele. Um, and then hopefully up front, I think we'll see something like Kane and Mora. Um, so that would be my team and maybe the team that Jose Mourinho will pick uh, for Sunday. And then I'm going to go for a 2-1 Spurs win because I think that, yeah, the positivity at the moment is very, very high. And yeah, I think we definitely go there and nick it. Love it. Love it. Listen, let me give my thanks to the wonderful team, the brilliant Lee McQueen. Lee, thank you for this absolute marathon run of a podcast. You're back with us on Sunday as well. So, God, Lee, the games don't stop. Divorces are happening. Divorces (laughs) are happening. Uh, Could have told me that after that bloody winning last year what it cost me. (laughs) 
That's brilliant stuff, mate. We're recording straight after the show is, uh, yeah. oh, is it's definitely superb. Epic, isn't it? And, uh, isn't it great when you thank, win, though? Thanks what again for all the brilliant messages oh, and yeah. everything that we're receiving. It's, yeah. it's really, really cool. So yeah. thank thank you. Thanks for having me back. Oh, no, absolute pleasure. I've got to say, it's, again, really absolutely crazy, the feedback we're getting. Thank you ever so much for taking the time out to listen to us every single week. It feels like daily at the moment, so thank you ever so much. Chris Cowling, Mr. Chris Cowling, the man who's been covering Tottenham on his YouTube channel. Chris, give that a massive shout-out as well. Where can we find this content, Chris? The trophies are coming. Tell us where we can find even more of it. The trophies are coming. Um, it's Tottenham fan Chris Cowling on YouTube. Um, cover lots of uh, transfer activity uh, when Tottenham do the business, obviously. Um, fan what is happening, Chris? What is happening at the moment? This, this, this exactly. is now the time to go and check that channel out. There is so much you're talking about daily at the moment. Yeah, and I'm talking to transfer gurus like you as well. Oh, my Lord, God help you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, trying to pull these over the line. I tell you, now it now it is a now it is getting tight, isn't it? With Monday's deadline. Make sure you are all joking aside, make sure you are checking out Chris's YouTube content. He's gonna have so much to come ahead of Monday's deadline. Keep following that on deadline day as well. Chris will be the first to react, like I say, in terms of any transfer news. And Jamie from the Daily Hotspur, listen, you must go and check out Jamie's Twitter, Daily underscore Hotspur. He is the man to break the news. Go and check Daily Daily Hotspur, Daily underscore Hotspur's tweets out. Jamie You've got a busy day to come on Monday. I'm hoping, Jay, you'll even be busier before then, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm quite grateful that the, the biggest thing I've got to worry about at the moment is Skriniar, whether Skriniar's coming in or not. So, um, yeah, look, um, I, look, I think, you know, we've had a fantastic window so far. Um, it looks like that striker's going to come in in Carlos Vinicius. So, you know, obviously he's a guy that Jose Mourinho wants. So I'm happy that, that that's obviously a guy that we're bringing in. Hopefully we can bring one more in and I'm hoping that that will be Milan Skriniar. So, yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Fingers crossed. I say, all joking aside, go and check out Jamie's content, daily underscore hotspur. Our very kind guy who actually got running the, the last one on Spurs social account at the moment, bless him. Um, I think he's actually about to combust. He's also trying to compete with the transfers at the moment. He's still going. So make sure you are following Last Word on Spurs for all the very latest transfer news. Keep the notifications on. Same as Jamie. Keep the notifications on daily underscore hotspur. So much to come. Honestly, what a crazy, crazy week. We are nearly almost there. Listen, we hope you've enjoyed this show. We are back with you over the weekend. We may even have some transfer news to bring you. Thank you as always. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.